its web. Go, Spidey, go! Welcome to The Rank with John and Zach. I'm John. I'm Zach. We've been friends since Cub Scouts, and now 30 years later, we decided to start a podcast where we'll be ranking anything and everything. You know, the natural progression of events for millennials. You're probably wondering what credentials we have to rank anything. Well, we don't have any. And if you disagree, <laughs> join the discussion at Twitter at, at the Rank Podcast, on our website at therankwithjohnandzack.com, or email us at therankwithjohnandzack at protonmail.com. You can also support us on Patreon at The Rank Podcast. And remember, please rate, review, and subscribe so we can keep this thing going. Anyway, enjoy the show. Well, speaking of an of a, of an idea, man, I've been watching Winning Time. Uh-huh. Oh, how many episodes have you seen? I I am on the second episode of the second season. Oh, you see, I think I've only seen two or three episodes in the first season, <laughs> so you're past me. But I did actually just read about the second season. Um, they canceled it. I don't know if you saw. So that's that's that. They did. I didn't yeah. know that. Yep, the second season ended, and they were like, "That's enough of that." <laughs> Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. And it's I was also really funny. enjoying it. It's funny because I don't mean to spoil reality for you, but the Celtics win in the end of the second season. I already so, knew because they showed the beginning yeah. as being the 1984 finals. So I was like, well, you know, they, the Celtics win that one. So yeah. here's like, what they're going to do. A lot of people are like, so you're ending the show <laughs> and the Celtics win. And like, that's a weird note to end on. It is called the rise of the Lakers dynasty. So maybe that's all that is, is that. I mean, they call it a limited series, so maybe yeah. I don't know. But seems like it might be, it's a uh, seems like it's HBO shenanigans. There, Zaslav again. Yeah, exactly. Zaslav strikes again. Just nope. I hate the show. Okay, great. Thank you for. I was well, hoping his... we go throughout the entire eight because I, you know, in that first uh, is it the first episode we see we see magic getting his AIDS diagnosis. I thought we were going to go all the way through there at least. Right? I know exactly. That's what I thought. I thought we were going to do like sort of a retrospective on his career yeah. or just like even the bird Johnson dynamic, you know, because mm-hmm. I don't know if you've, if you've done any, like, ha- have you looked into Larry bird at all? Uh, not really, but I did read a tiny, tiny bit about him with this season having come out, but I didn't really look into it because I just wasn't interested. Well, I just randomly got into Larry, to Larry Legend, mm-hmm. um, it, before this even came out, I think. Or maybe it was, it doesn't really matter, but it was independent of this. Mm-hmm. Um, it, just like on YouTube, just randomly. And I, it turns out he was like the biggest trash talker of all time. That I did see. I saw it on a Reddit thread. So they were like, you know, it's just, it's insane. The amount of, <laughs> the amount of intensity he brought into the, just shitting on people, I guess. <laughs> not even not even playing just being like fuck you well there's a there's a clip of uh him scoring 60 against the hawks mm-hmm. or something like that and the hawks bench are just dying loud. like oh shit i can't believe he's doing this stuff this is hilarious <laughs> they, like a bunch of them got suspended or fined or something like that because of it because they were watching the game tape and they're just falling over on the bench <laughs> He's out there roasting him there like, he's right, he's right. We do think. But no, it's more just because he would do things like, I'm going to catch it over here, and then I'm going to yeah. shoot it in your face, and it's going to be nothing but net. Well, the one the one that like really got them is he was like, I'm going to go to this. I'm going to go over here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot, and I'm going to fall backwards. I'm going to land on your coach. And 
and make the shot. And then he did all of that. So that um, commercial where him and MJ are playing horse and they're like, yeah, that's, him. Ridiculous. that's just real. That's just, that's just how he interacted with people. <laughs> I, I did also see with him that he used to get offended when other teams would put white guys on. Right, yeah. When they, why are you putting the white guy on me? <laughs> He's like, come on. Oh, it's like, man. all right. So, okay. Is all, I guess. I don't know what to say about him. But... Charles Barkley tells an hilarious story about that, about that specific thing where, mm -hmm. you know, He's like, I guess he's going up and down the court, and he's like shaking his head. He's like, "Man, you guys are disrespecting me." And, mm -hmm. and then Charles like, "Larry, what's going on? Like, why? What's? Why are you so upset?" And he's just like, "You guys are disrespecting me." <laughs> he's like, "Who's disrespecting you, Larry?" He's like, "You got a white guy on." Me. <laughs> so I, I don't know. You know, you gotta would like you gotta like the way sports bring people together. Everybody hates white guys, <laughs> including other white guys, including other white guys. Um, but yeah, no, I, uh, I just, I, I find his career fascinating. I'm like, it's, um, or just the way he played and everything. Honestly, I think, you know, when you look at it and you see his highlight reels and you see like the stories about him, mm -hmm. man, if he didn't get injured, mm -hmm. you know, he, he might be in the conversation for one, you know, for like maybe top five or something. Mm -hmm. um, I know a lot of people, especially people that played during that time, will still say he's the best small forward. Uh -huh. Well, to be fair, though, he's a small forward. <laughs> us, us large forwards. Um, I'm doing, I don't know, I, you can't, I said, I, I was about to say, I don't you know. Fuck if you fuck your shoulders up? Yeah, I was, I was posed, I was flexing. <laughs> I, I was like, I don't know if you can see, but you know, unless you're looking through my window, you can't see. What? What's the name of this program? I don't know. It's like, I'm, I'm. I don't know poses, but I was doing it. <laughs> <laughs> was it the Hogan pose? Yeah, it was very similar to a Hogan pose. He definitely did it at some point. So where am I here? I'm trying to remember how many episodes of this show I've seen. Yeah, I think I saw through six. Six episodes of the first season. It's looking like. Because Coach McKinney's bike accident. I remember that happening. In the end. Oh, yeah. That's a, a gnarly. There was a lot more uh, nudity than I was expecting. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it starts off like it was the first time we see Jerry Buss. He's at the Playboy, yeah, right in the beginning. Like, yeah, and he's he's got a girl laying on him, and her yeah, her boobs are out. <laughs> he's just he's just talking to her, and then he starts talking to the camera. Yep, that's why basketball uh, appealed to him because he likes the shape of basketballs. Like, something about these just bouncing everywhere. I love. <laughs> if only they just had like a little tip. Somewhere yep. on him. <laughs> it would be hard to dribble because every so often it would. Um, let's do an agenda. An agenda. What's that? <laughs> Speaking of them, indeed, let's do an agenda. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh well, uh, this is the rank with John and Zach, on which we like to do agendas, beginning with uh, banter, as uh, as as displayed by uh, talking about winning time there. Um, Followed by uh, an agenda, which, which I'm currently doing. Followed thereafter by um, potent notables. Is that what we do next? No, first we do a, a movie overview, like a like a summary. Yes, a, a summary exactly. And then we go into some potent notables, fun facts about the movie. After which we go into a long movie overview. Where we talk about the whole movie, and then we get into the rank where we rank the movie based on five, ten categories, one to five in this one because this is action movies. I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, you got it exactly right. <laughs> I forgot what movie we were doing today. I was like, I was sitting there thinking to myself, uh, 
well, we're doing million dollar baby today, so it's one to ten. And I was like, no, this is a baby. This, <laughs> this is not million dollar baby. <laughs> but what? Is, but I actually couldn't remember what it was then. So this is how well I'm doing. This is uh, Spider Man Two. Is what we're doing? Yeah, today, right. Yeah. Today we're ranking Spider Man Two, the 2004 film starring Tobey Maguire, Kirsten Dunst, and James Franco, written by mm-hmm. Alvin Sargent from a screen story by Michael Chabon, uh, wait, Miles. Wait. Mil- what is a screen story? I don't mean to interrupt you, but what is that? I mean? honestly don't know, but that's how they did it. Okay. That's how they said it. Sometimes, so some places say story, some some say screen story. Yeah. And I'm not sure what the difference is. Okay. But maybe I'll it's let- because there's a story that already exists in the comic book. And okay. then he's like, okay, so this is how we can do it in the movie. And so then this other guy was like, I'll write it. Okay. So this is the screen story instead yeah. of just story by. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. By and Michael Chabon, Miles Miller, and Alfred Go. Alfred Go. Or Goff. I don't oh, know. Okay. G-O-U-G-H. Understood. Which was based on the comic book created by Stan Lee and Steve Ditko. And it was directed by Sam Raimi. Mm. So this movie continues the story of Peter Parker, played by Tobey Maguire, who struggles to balance his life as a college student and his duties as the superhero Spider-Man. As Peter grapples with the challenges of maintaining his double life, he faces a formidable new adversary in Dr. Otto Octavius, also known as Dr. Octopus. Dr. Octopus becomes a dangerous threat to New York City as he seeks to complete a dangerous experiment. So I watched this with Lyndon. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I watched the first one with Lyndon, right? So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, mm-hmm. this will be, I'll do this one. Doc Ock, much scarier. Than, than, than Green Goblin? Yeah, for Lyndon, he was terrified of the tentacles and stuff. He was, but it was funny though. And this is where like a lot of the joy comes with watching a movie with a kid, especially like this, Mm -hmm. is that every time Spider Man was on the screen and like, you know, swinging through the streets and everything, Mm -hmm. he would jump up and down on the couch and go, Spider Man's back, Spider Man's back. (laughs) You see, that I feel like normally. A lot of movies, I would be like, that is annoying. Not, not, not your kid, but just you know, I don't want kids jumping around while during my movies. But this is the sort of movie that actually enhances the experience. <laughs> right, so I, exactly. I, I watched it by myself in a dark room, and it was fun. But I feel like that would have been more fun. <laughs> yeah, it was. I felt bad for him, and he was like, clearly, he's like, clearly, like the hospital scene. Mm-hmm. I think the oh, hospital yeah. scene okay. really did him in. He was just like, what? This guy's well, terrifying. Well, I will admit that during that, like, they're about to do surgery scene that with the tentacles hanging like ominously over the whole room, that was actually kind of, kind of an intimidating image. So I kind of get it. Yeah, I completely agree. No, it's actually also funny because I was sitting there thinking, like, dang, you know, Willem Dafoe is such a bleh, crazy guy that I think that would be scarier, but it is kind of cartoonish. Him, him is. Right, he played it more cartoonishly, so it's not, yeah, white as scary. Um, whereas this one felt a little bit more real, yeah, yeah, which really I think scared him. And you know, they changed the green, I actually saw just not that long ago, they changed the green goblin mask initially in the first movie. They had a much scarier mask at first. Oh, really? Yeah, and they ended up changing it just because it just it like. It would have worked if you had done almost kind of a semi-horror take on the character in the movie, but Spider-Man one particularly just wasn't wasn't that. So they were like, "This just is not totally working." But um, maybe I'll find it sometime and 
send it to you or something because it was it's a really interesting looking mask the first one they did it was much more like uh organic almost and it had like movable parts that they moved with you know animatronics and so forth and it was it's really kind of unsettling in a sense and then it sounds unsettling and uh the one that they ended up going with is much more just sanitary i guess it's it's still pretty creepy looking it's definitely creepy but you know I think I think the fact that none of it moves actually is somehow less intimidating. The fact that right, because then it feels just like it's it's a mask. It's not yeah. like a living thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the uh, the other mask definitely had a feeling of like you know almost like his face changed into something crazy, and uh, that's sort of what Doctor Octopus has too because it's just he's a, he's a human face and he's got crazy tentacles coming out of him. So I can I I guess I get that. Yeah. Well. At this point, we've ranked 27 action movies, if you can mm -hmm. believe it. Oh, my God. We've gotten to the point where I'm no longer going to list them all out. <laughs> is this officially it? I love this it. is it. This is it. Just in the interest of brevity here. Um, but I feel like it's worth mentioning that Raiders of the Lost Ark has enjoyed the longest reign at the top of any movie. Congratulations, Raiders. Yep. Um, second was Aliens. And third was Iron Man. Those are the only three that have ever been number one. Poor, uh, poor Iron Man. We liked it a lot, but it just sort of came between, came at a bad time. It didn't get to rain so long. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's see. Aliens was episode one until episode, through episode seven. Mm -hmm. And then Iron Man was episode eight through episode 13. So it's pretty close to Aliens. That's true. Um, but I mean, now episode third, what episode 14 as Raiders of the Lost Ark, and now we're on to episode 28. Mm -hmm. So it's doubled. Did you think uh, Spider Man 2 might beat it? Well, I guess we'll find out. But uh, I did so, I, you know, there's only three movies that have been, you know, number one. Mm -hmm. But what's interesting is that there's only two movies. On the S tier, and one of those never made number one. It was Inception. <laughs> Poor Inception. I'm not actually. I don't feel bad for Inception, but that is no. funny actually. Yeah, because they're the only Raiders of the Lost Ark and Inception are the only two to get a cumulative 90 score or higher. Mm -hmm. um, but at the top of the A tier, which I mm -hmm. would consider 85 to 89.99999, right, mm -hmm. is Edge of Tomorrow at 89.3. Okay. So what's fascinating is that the top three movies the only Raiders has been actually number one. Yeah, that actually is interesting. Um, those other ones came in above, you know, Aliens and so forth and Iron Man, but... Right. But never got to hold the top spot. Never got the trophy. You oh. Know, well, like the regular Charles Barkley. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's who they are. Is the Inception is definitely the Charles Barkley of movies. Barry Bonds, you know, whoever you want to come up with. Carl Malone. Um, but the best of the B tier which is 80 to 84.99 is mission impossible which mm -hmm. is in sixth place with 83.9 mm -hmm. the c tier spider-man really spider -Man -Man -Man. yeah 79.15 it's in 10th place well i will say that i think that spider-man 2 has a decent chance of being top 10 yeah okay well we'll see and then d the d tier this mm -hmm. is I think kind of my favorite that this is at the top of a tier. <laughs> yeah. Fire down below. <laughs> that is the best D tier movie that you will ever see. <laughs> <laughs> In 22nd place. 
And then we only have one occupant for each the E tier and the F tier, and that's uh -huh. Bloodsport and uh, <laughs> Robot Shocks. So, I I I would have I would have liked to go back immediately after we did Bloodsport and see if you would have believed that something would be that much worse than Bloodsport. <laughs> and now I think the real the real question is not what is going to end up number one. But is anything going to be worse than Robot Jocks? And if so, will it be as much worse than Robot Jocks is to uh, Bloodsport? So, well, so here's the thing with Robot Jocks: um, the only way that we'd get something worse than Robot Jocks is mm -hmm. if you actively looked for it. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. and the funny part too is that I ranked Bloodsport lower mm -hmm. than Robot Jocks, so I actually found <laughs> Bloodsport to be worse. So technically, we still haven't found a movie worse than Bloodsport for me. <laughs> for you, yeah. No, you're actually you're actually absolutely right about that because uh, the, anything that's going to be a lot worse than something like Bloodsport or Robot Jocks is something that's going to be trying to be bad or just like made by amateurs or something, right? Because it's you know like that's about as good as you can make a movie that you're that's about as bad as you can make a movie that you're trying to do well. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah. And you know we might we might find something like that, but uh, you know I I do wonder if there's going to be something out there that we think well this you know it probably won't be like A or S tier, but it shouldn't be that bad. And then it turns out to be just it's we're both really oh yeah. god, this is terrible. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait personally. I'm I'm <laughs> gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna look for so I'm gonna try to keep my eyes open and see if I can find something that oh. is is really bad. So um, but, I'm gonna keep my eyes wide shut for that. But it's that is really bad, but it's plausibly good. So I can sneak it in here without you being like, what is this? And um, I think it will be mission possible. I think it will be, in fact, doable. Uh, well, I think it's time that uh, I introduce you to the new sting that I have. You have a new sting? Yeah, for the uh, for the segments. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, let's, let's get to know it. All right, well, so this is my, my two-year-old. Mm -hmm. who has decided he wants to introduce the segments now. Mm. So, Calvin, take it away. You know, uh, if you had if you had told me that we were doing what we were doing stings, as you were saying, with with increasingly small children, with, I guess, decreasingly large children, <laughs> um, I would have said, well, I don't know, I don't know what a good idea this is, but I gotta admit, fairly cute. <laughs> so it's hard, it's hard to argue with something that's actually cute. So it turned out pretty well, right? Mm -hmm. Um well anyway, I guess we can start the potent notables now. Yeah, uh, what are some what are some potent notables about Spider-Man 2? Well, where do you think we're gonna start? Um with Spider-Man. Well, the box office results is where we oh, start. Oh, I see. <laughs> and, and we always say, so how did it do? Did it make some money? It did. It made quite a bit of money. Spider-Man 2 made $373.6 million at the mm. domestic box office and $415.4 million at the international box office for a grand total of $789 million, all, all against a budget of $200 million. Mm. So I think it's reasonable to call this a blockbuster. That is a mega hit. Yeah, it's uh, made a lot of money. So outside of the box office, let's start with this because it's kind of fun. Willem Dafoe 
was not originally supposed to return for this movie. Mm. But he was walking back to his apartment one night and saw the cast and crew filming nearby. So he stopped by the set to say hello, and the filmmakers decided to give him a cameo. <laughs> he should have just walked out like in front of the camera and interrupted whatever scene they were doing. Just, hi, I'm suddenly Willem Dafoe. And they're like, ah! <laughs> Norman Osborn really is, is, is haunting us. <laughs> Wouldn't it be fun if that's how cameos work? Like, you just walk by and you're like, hey, guys! And I'm like, oh, you can be in the movie. Like, oh, this now, worked out. Now, I kind of wonder, where do you just walk around that you bump into people filming a blockbuster movie? Because I walk around sometimes. I go home from places. Well, everyone's I'm thinking where we live, oh, it's uncommon. <laughs> but, like, um, I, I would love to just, oh, there's there's whoever. Who's in this movie? Tobey Maguire just filming a film. But, I mean, that'd be really cool. It's a. It's kind of neat when places are, like, being where they're filming stuff because it's like, oh, it's over there, or whatever. Um, not far from where I live. Every so often they film something near where I live since I lived here, a college and everything, and um, that's also kind of neat. But um, I remember living in Manhattan, and it's a very different feeling if they're filming around you, because it's mostly annoyance that something is shut down or you can't get something. Right. Right. So it's it's like because I was just thinking, oh wait, no, I do remember them filming a couple of movies near where I used to live, but it was fucking annoying because like they would close part of Broadway because they were filming the movie Premium Rush starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and it became like a joke. Isn't that Chris Hemsworth too? Isn't or no, that? no, no, it's not. I'm thinking of Rush, which oh, you, is a different movie. Which is a different Premium movie. Rush was about him him as a bike courier or whatever. Yeah. So uh, it became like a it became like a joke. <laughs> Like anytime there's a delay or it looked like something was happening. Oh, what are they filming fucking premium rush two over there? Come on. And I actually get places. <laughs> and then another time they were filming at the seminary where very near where I used to live. And it was some kind of wacky movie that Daniel Radcliffe was in where he played a priest or something. And um, that was just, there was a lot of trailers around that we were like, what the fuck is this about? You know, <laughs> filming some stupid movie. And it's like, all right, fine. So maybe you're right. Maybe if I uh, did, if I lived in the sort of place where they were likely to be filming Spider-Man 2, I would have just been like, fuck, this is annoying. I don't can't go this way. Like, gotta get where I'm going. Or if they were filming it around here, um, I just wouldn't be over there. Because, like, you know, walk back from your apartment where I live. You know? <laughs> right. And, like, end up wherever they're filming. But, like, also, it's probably less him just walking like coming across them on the street as much as seeing oh look a film crew which i recognize because i'm willem dafoe well, right because he, he it's like my job you know it's like yeah. you're interacting with co-workers it's not the same it's... yeah it's not the same you're right because <laughs> i'm just imagining he looks up and oh hello i'm in a movie suddenly but oh my God, I <laughs> and also like they probably are less apt to stop him if he walks over <laughs> right particularly since he was in the movie before this so <laughs> like oh i didn't know you were scheduled to work today willem and he's like no i'm not i just i'm just here i just wanted to say hi yeah just wanted to say hello to toby tobster mcguire tobus <laughs> mcguire what's his name Old tobster or whoever i don't know well let's talk about stunt work um because toby mcguire had like a back problem right yeah, yeah but both him and kirsten dunst did a lot of their own stunt work oh yeah but probably the most dangerous was in the was the burning building scene mm -hmm. because they actually they had a set and they did a controlled fire so it was real fire and explosions so he was running into an actually on fire building okay well, that seems dangerous but whatever 
Yeah. Who and am I? Yeah. Supposedly the explosions were all controlled and they used oxygen canisters that shot air at the fire, making it grow rapidly. Really? So, yeah. I was like, that seems like a dangerous stunt to bother with. But yeah. Okay. Like, particularly that. Like, I don't know. Like, because if you fall or something, like, maybe you'll get hurt. Maybe you'll break a limb or something and you'll be out for a while. But if, like, you get burnt to death, that's just the end of that. <laughs> that's the end of everything. Yeah, there's not a lot of room for mistake. Imagine they're like, oh, no, we have a professional movie person working on the controlled explosions and and controlled burns over here. Don't worry. And then you look over and it's Willem Dafoe looking up at you with that crazy smile he likes to do. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, okay. Why'd you hire I don't him? think I'm going to do this. Yeah. Never mind. Or you have the armorer from Rust. So <laughs> Yeah, great. <laughs> now from there, let's head to Aunt May. Played by Rosemary Harris. Mm -hmm. So apparently Rosemary not only did, but enjoyed doing her own stunts. Like yeah, she can, had, oh, ahead, no, she's just out of nowhere, just a lot more active in this movie than I remember. And I was like, "Fuck, what the hell?" She's she's like flying around and shit. So I guess that's actually her too. Well done, Aunt May. The sequence where she's taken hostage and mm -hmm. you know, and then helps Spider Man and everything. Yeah, she performed all the action scenes herself. Well, okay, she has a future as a stunt person if she wants. And and this enjoyment of of stunt work was very contradictory to Alfred Molina. Mm -hmm. who didn't like doing them because he says he's not good at them and he doesn't mm -hmm. like taking work away from real stuntmen. You see, that's what I would say too if I was if I was right. afraid. <laughs> like, oh no, they're professionals. I don't want to take work away from them. Yeah, you... this is what they get paid to do. I don't want to take their money from them. Uh, and they're like, this is was... walking downstairs. This is not a big stunt. No, no, no. My stunt only needs to do it. He's, he's desperate for money. Well, there's there's a, a quote, not even a quote, but like something that's attributed to from Molina where he's Apparently says that the uh, the stuntmen were often tricking him into doing stunts, um, which I thought was hilarious. But I couldn't find the quote, so I didn't want to include it. Other than I guess I just did. Um, <laughs> yes, but you, you you had the caveat that you weren't actually hundred percent on that one. So yeah, I just like it, so I I wanted to have it out there. But but buckle up, TikTok. Because I got some more Alfred Molina potent notables just for Alfred you. Molina. Who knew? Who knew? But they, you guys love them, so here it comes. <laughs> he he gave all four of his tentacles names: okay. Larry, Harry, Flo, and Mo. <laughs> all righty. <So>, Flo <laughs> was the top right tentacle because it was operated by a female grip, mm -hmm. and that particular tentacle was the most motherly. Which removed his sunglasses and gave him sips of his drink. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but I mean, wait, I get it, but <laughs> but wait, hold on, TikTok. Yeah, I've got another Alfred Molina potent notable for you. Mm -hmm. He apparently lost weight for this role, mm -hmm. but mostly because he he had just put on weight for his role in Frida. Mm -hmm. Specifically, though, he, he wanted to make sure that Doc Ock had a had a very like specific look. Mm -hmm. He wanted him to have the build of a quote 1950s weightlifter. Hmm. I guess I could see that. I wouldn't necessarily have thought that. This is not to insult Alfred Molina's build, but I no, but he, I I could see it. Like oh, I, after, you know, I watched it after doing the potent notables, and I was like, yeah, I see the 1950s weightlifter there. Yeah, absolutely. Because after every so often he's showing up like just you know he's not shirtless exactly because he's he's wrapped up in tentacles, but you know he, he's got you know he's a he's a slight. Muscularity to him. 
Yeah. I'm being, I'm being really condescending here. He's slightly muscular. Yes, I agree. <laughs> well, he's kind of like barrel chested, which is, I, I yeah. think, what he was going for. You know, he's not, he's not a small guy. He's not a weenie. Unlike some people, Toby. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alfred, Alfred Molina was in the play Fiddler on the Roof, mm -hmm. on the roof mm -hmm. as Tevya. Is that how you say that? I don't know. Well, somebody will correct me, I'm sure, <laughs> while shooting this movie. Um, but in one wall climbing scene, he is humming the song, If I Were a Rich Man. <laughs> He's humming it to himself, mm -hmm. and the puppeteers overheard him and moved his tentacles in time to the song. <laughs> I did not. So that's an example of my. I kind of wish I'd known that. I would have watched that for that. <laughs> I actually yeah. forgot about it, and I'm like kind of kicking myself because like, oh, I wish I wish I had looked for it. Was he on, although was he on, was he on a roof at the time? <laughs> he might might have been. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, it was actually really hard to like pay too close of attention a lot yeah. of times because uh, Lyndon was, especially when Doc Ock was on the screen. Mm. Um, but I got one last Molina one. Mm. He's apparently a big fan of Marvel Comics, and he was really excited to play Doc Ock. Mm. Oh. So, Doc Ock is a is an interesting character, but I guess we'll get we'll get to that later. Yeah. Well, so moving on from uh, from Doc Ock here, from Alfred Molina, when Jonah Jameson offers the guy fifty bucks for the Spider Man costume he found, he replies, "I could get more for it on eBay." Right. Mm -hmm. Well, this is actually a reference to the first movie. So in 2001, four Spider-Man costumes were stolen from the set of the first Spider-Man. Oh. Yeah. They were eventually recovered after an 18-month investigation and the arrest of a former movie studio security guard and an accomplice. Okay. Well, did, you, and did, you, did you talk about that? Because I don't remember that. No, I didn't. I found okay. it on this one. Ironically. Okay. <laughs> Forget Spider-Man 1. This is Spider-Man 2. Yeah, I don't know why it didn't show up on the, the first one's Boat Notables, but I you know, I, I found it when researching this one. But Columbia Pictures offered a $25,000 reward for information leading to their return. Mm -hmm. But movie memorabilia experts estimated the value of the costumes as about $50,000 each. Uh-huh. Wow. So, $25,000 reward for this $200,000 item. Yeah, no, well, um, now is that, is that, does that cost come from the cost of manufacture or because it's a, from this movie, from that movie? I, I think it's from, because there's only four of them and it's from that movie. Gotcha. You, know? you see, if I were Toby Maguire, I would keep, I would like sneak one of those away because my assumption would be that I suck and I'm not going to be in good movies from this point on. So I'd be like, always, always have this costume to sell. Then again, I'm also not a celebrity, so I feel like they probably don't think that way. No, yeah, well, you know, they, I'm sure some do. You know, protection um, insurance against sucking. So you remember from Spider-Man One, there was a feud between Tobey Maguire and James Franco, uh -huh. right? Because he called him a Toad Face or whatever. Yeah. Um, well, this feud is Danny Elfman and Sam Raimi. <laughs> This is really behind the scenes stuff over here. Right. Well, you know, because Danny Elfman did the score for this one and the previous one. Yeah. Right. So he, he and he'd actually collaborated pretty often with Sam Raimi. They had like a relationship for 15 years. But after this movie, they didn't work together again for over for, for nine years, for nearly a decade. Uh huh. With Elfman saying this quote, I'm not working on Spider-Man three. I'm out of that. I won't I won't miss not doing it. Spider-Man 2 was a miserable experience. 
It's like my connection with Sam got completely severed. As far oh. as I'm concerned, yeah, it's, it's crazy. As far as I'm concerned, he went to sleep. Somebody put a pod next to him, and when he awoke, he wasn't the same person I'd known for a decade. That is intense. Does anybody know exactly what happened here? Or Jeez. Not really. I mean, there's a whole bunch of conjecture on it and everything, but nothing specific. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, his quote goes on. It's the first time I've ever worked for a direct or walked from a director in 20 years. And hopefully the last time I have to turn my back on somebody, but it became like intolerable mm-hmm. and I've been on some heavy duty films. So to say that it had to be pretty bad. I've been in war zones. You couldn't believe in 55 films, but this is the first time I said I've had it. It's just not worth it. I'd rather go back to waiting tables than to do Spider-Man two than to do Spider-Man two again, to have to have that same experience. Wow. Yeah, right? <laughs> what the fuck happened to Spider-Man 2? I don't know, but the, here's the crazy part, right? Because normally when you see something like this, you can find like one quote on it, yeah. and then they like button up, right? Yeah. But there's like tons of Danny Elfman quotes out there. They all basically say this, you know? Uh-huh. So I just, I just picked this one, but I, I could have picked any number of them. So he was not happy. Um, the, the I mean... I mean, I don't know. I'm a little like, what could, what could, um, what's his name? Sam Raimi could possibly have done. Like, I don't know. I guess he was just, you know, overbearing. Maybe Sam Raimi's inhibitor chip broke and he was taken over by, by the movie, you know, by the, the tentacles of the movie, I guess. I don't know. Well, it's funny too because uh, one another quote was he was saying how it was like basically he was living in invasion of the body snatchers. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah. Well, so here's a here's a just a quick reference back to our top ten emo bands. Oh. Because the band Dashboard Confessional agreed to write a song for the end credits. You know, I noticed that I was watching the end credits and I was like, <laughs> "Is this Dashboard Confessional?" Because that's in a, <laughs> it's not out of nowhere because it's 2004. So. <laughs> well, it's do not, you know what the requirements were? They said uh, they would no. do it, but they had to get this in return. Would they get Spider-Man suits? Nope. It, an advanced screen, an advanced screening of the movie. Okay. Okay. And of course, the studio was like, "Okay, sure. <laughs> you want to watch it? Fine. Yeah, I think we can do that." Um, but after watching the film, the the lead singer, which I don't, maybe you know, they get lead singer's name. He wrote Vindicated in 10 minutes. Oh, okay. So he just went home and was like, I got it. He got the he got the vibe. Yep. He got the vibe. Um it was his aesthetic. It's <laughs> um it it's easy to forget, maybe, because of Marvel movies these days. But Spider-Man was especially big back then. I can see them wanting to see it early because like even I think Spider-Man 3 was the one that people were really excited for, but, you know, this was, like, a big deal. It was. I remember Spider-Man 3 being a big deal because that was the year that I worked at the theater. Yeah, yeah. And it was nuts for opening opening weekend for that well, one. You, well, you know what I'll, what I'll say is that we mentioned, not that long ago, we mentioned the movie Knocked Up. I don't remember why, but we did. Maybe it was during Million Dollar Baby. It doesn't matter. But in the movie Knocked Up, they're excited. That's to sort of hilarious. That's where we did it. Yeah, so got knocked up with a million dollar baby. Anyway, I don't remember why now. It doesn't matter. Oh, because we were. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Let's move on. 
But when you have a movie and they're excited in that movie to go see another different movie that's coming out not that long ago and not that long from that in real life, I feel like that is an indication that the movie was big. But yeah. Well, I found this out and I thought it was interesting mm-hmm. because I don't know the comics that well. But the film features two other villains from the comics. Mm-hmm. Wait, uh, John. Real, hold on. I want, I want to see if I can think maybe what. Okay, go for it. I'm not even trying to even remember who's in this movie. Let's just let's just tell me. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you their their real names, and you can uh-huh. tell me if you recognize, like, if you would know their villain names. So, uh-huh. John Jameson, son of J. Jonah Jameson. Um, I had no idea he was a villain, so I'm just gonna have to give up on that one. <laughs> yep, he was apparently the Man Wolf. The Man Wolf. Yeah, which I didn't even know was a villain in Spider-Man comics. Imagine. You're J. Jonah Jameson, right? And you have kind of a you have kind of a a, a, a place of prestige in the Spider-Man world, you know. Mm-hmm. And you have this son who you're proud of because he's an astronaut and everything, and you know he's he's gonna marry Kirsten Dunst, whatever, like that. And uh, he disappoints you by becoming the freaking man wolf. Like <laughs> you're like my son is gonna be a great Spider-Man villain, but then no, he's the man wolf. Like imagine, you know what I mean? I'd be so disappointed. I'd be like, you're not my son anymore. Get out of here. You can't even be you can't even be the vulture, your man wolf. I think man wolf is a better villain name than vulture. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> you know, you want to know something? I was going to jokingly later when we get to him in the movie call him because they call him John Jameson. I was going uh, to jokingly call him John Jonah Jameson as a joke. That's his name. <laughs> his name is John Jonah Jameson. Because I just looked up man wolf. So man wolf here. Is Colonel John Jameson, and he is a he is a werewolf. So, yeah, well, that was the that was kind of <laughs> what I figured. You know? <laughs> That's the end of that. Not very interesting, if you ask me. Well, the other villain is Doctor mm-hmm. Kurt Connors. Kurt Connors. Kurt Con- is that the the professor? Yeah. That like the college professor. The college professor. Yeah. Do you know the villain he is? Is he Professor Man? Is he Professor <laughs> Professor is- Y? <laughs> I don't know. No, he is lizard. Really? Yep. Wow. He doesn't get to play. The actor doesn't get to play him in the movie where he finally shows up. But then Correct. again, Tommy Maguire also didn't play Spider-Man. In the movie I was gonna say that's the Andrew Garfield one. Yeah. And, and Mary Jane Watson wasn't even involved as a character. Yeah. Um, they were like, but, get out uh, of here. but it's interesting because both of them are like Jekyll and Hyde type tragic villains. Mm-hmm. And you know, and that they're they're both like good-hearted guys, but then they're transformed periodically against their will into their vicious animal alter egos. You know, so that's fun. You know, Spider-Man Three. This is how you introduce other villains in your universe without overloading your movie with villains. Just want to let you know that. Yeah, and three <laughs> that you can have you can have them and maybe even use them later, but you don't. Well, we're going to get to that because there's actually another potent notable in here where I'm like, why didn't they think of this for Spider-Man 3? But all right. So when Doc Ock carries his tentacles, they're mm-hmm. props, mm-hmm. right? But when the tentacles carry the doctor, it is a computer generated. It's compu- it's CGI, right? Mm-hmm. To accomplish this effect, a 20-foot high rig held Alfred Molina uh, to glide him through his surroundings with the CGI tentacles added in later. Yeah. So I, I mean, I think, I mean, I've seen like um, video of of them doing that, which I just, uh, I just think that's cool. 
That actually is kind of neat. And I didn't realize that it was CGI. Not that I, I don't know what I thought it was, but um, looks pretty good. Yeah. The tentacles are really good. Mm -hmm. um, now, for the hospital scene, the production crew had to build tentacles that were 13 feet long. Mm -hmm. So when, when you look at the finished scene, the designers couldn't tell what was CGI and what was puppetry. Mm -hmm. So the combined effects were so seamless to the naked eye um, that, you know, you just couldn't even tell. The designers were especially proud that the tentacles and what they looked like weren't leaked to the press before the film came out. Mm -hmm. um, so it was even more surprising to the audience, right? The tentacles were also expensive and in short supply. So security on the set was tight to prevent any from being stolen. Wonder why. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> Also, the hospital scene was designed as an homage to Raimi's horror movies, specifically The Evil Dead and Army of Darkness, uh -huh. neither of which have I watched. Have you? Me neither. No. Yeah, okay. It's not my thing. I figured not because of our previously established aversion to horror movies. Mm -hmm. Well, putting knives inside Doc Ock's tentacles was one of Sam Raimi's ideas. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was never in the comics. I kind of wondered when the first time it happened, like, since when does it have that capability? <laughs> it was not shown until just now, but whatever. Uh, he, he, Raimi nicknamed it the Death Knife. Uh-huh. Well, fair enough, I guess. Great nickname. Yes. <laughs> okay. It's that kind of creativity that he brings to Evil Dead. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, knife. you know what you could do with the, this knife is you could do death with it. You could, you could get death. <laughs> Yep, that's that's what you could do with it. Couldn't you do that with pretty much any knife, Sam? <laughs> no, this one. Um, Just this one. Because it's identical otherwise. <laughs> well, it's interesting to me because he was also the one that came up with the Spider-Man producing webs in his body. Uh-huh. You know, which I really liked. Yeah, me so. too. Um, uh, you, you know, you win some, you lose some. Right. Sometimes you know. come up with web fluid, sometimes you... You come, come up, up with, with the death knife. The death knife, yeah. Well, we, we talked about it in the other one, but, it, you know, it's what spiders are known for. And he can do everything a spider can except for that. The main spider. <laughs> I know. So anyway, I'm the sorry. The thing that I spiders are known for. I talked about that already. Moving on. Well, just to harken back to your Spider-Man 3 comments, Doc mm -hmm. Ock was supposed to be in the, in the first movie. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He was going to team up with Green Goblin, but Raimi ultimately decided against it because it was already an incredibly large undertaking. Yeah. But they like liked a... the character so much, and because work had already been done, they decided to use him for this one. That, so I'm like... That, that is a good decision-making. Yeah. What happened? Mm -hmm. Well, actually, I think there might have been interference, studio interference and everything for, for three that they, like, demanded certain villains and everything. Or, or, or he didn't think that he... I'm making this up. I'm not making it up, but I'm just... Things I think I heard. So don't take this with anything other than salt. But um, they, uh, he didn't think he was going to get to make four or something like that. So he like had to squeeze in Venom or something like that. I don't know. I think that's dumb. Um, I, 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 I think he could have just done it with you know Hobgoblin or whatever James Franco, and then the next movie he could have done with Venom. That's true. And the other thing is, is like if you just didn't kill the villains every time, then you could bring them back. Mm -hmm. No, you're you're right. <laughs> but uh, anyway, there there was a plot line that was removed from this movie between Harry and Spider Man. Yeah. Apparently, Harry was supposed to have put out a hit on Spider Man. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, like well, he, he kind of does. He he does kind of. Yeah, he gets Doc Ock to go get him, right? But uh, it's definitely. I think it's probably better that they that they took it out. In mm-hmm. my opinion. Um, now, for anyone who has listened to the first Spider-Man episode that we did, you know we dove into the relationship between Toby and Kirsten, right? Because mm-hmm. they started dating during the first movie, but mm-hmm. they broke up before the second. And now, what's fascinating to me too, and I don't know why I didn't realize this for some reason when we were doing the first one, but Toby started dating Kirsten. Andrew Garfield started dating Emma Stone. Mm-hmm. Tom Holland's dating Zendaya. Zendaya. Yep. Uh, seems like uh, it's the best way to get a girlfriend is to start is to play Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, that's all you need to do. Just play Spider Man. If you're looking for a date, you'll you'll date either Mary Jane or. Or is that is that her name in the Tom Holland's no, movies? No, it's it's like her initials are M and J, and they call her MJ. So, but anyway, point is, is that you will start dating the actress who plays who plays your love interest. That's just it's it's absolutely bound to happen, I guess. Apparently, which you know, good on them. I hope you know. Hopefully, Tom Holland's and uh, it's progressively they've lasted longer. You know, oh, so congratulations, everybody. Toby and Kirsten didn't like made it like a year, and then mm. Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone, I think they did like two years, and then and now Tom and Zendaya have been going for a while now, right? It's been like three or four years, yeah. Um, so you know, I guess I they're re- due, they're due for a breakup any minute now, just right before Spider Man 4, Spider Man, <laughs> Spider Man, the next oh. trilogy, four through six. Something to do with home. I don't exactly know what the next Spider-Man movie is going to be called, but it's going to be something home, I bet. Spider-Man. I don't think it will be. Spider-Man Home Fries. But, uh, you know, actually, I think part of it might actually be, I was thinking, less that you play Spider-Man than you are an actor who is famous yeah. enough to play Spider-Man. <laughs> you're, you're probably apt to get a girlfriend more in general than, than not. I would think it would be kind of tough to uh to be you know famous whether it be an athlete or a or an actor and then like be um monogamous mm-hmm. just because i mean i think it's easier for us to be monogamous because like nobody's breaking down our door you know <laughs> well i will say that if people are literally breaking down your door to uh to get with you that is actually hard just because you can you know i, I can't run all that fast anymore so <laughs> um but what i also discovered when i was because i was like well let's take a look back into this because they broke up right before the second movie started filming so i was like mm-hmm. well let's let's see what's going on here and i found some interesting little tidbits here um he was almost replaced by jake gyllenhaal would you believe i knew that I would, but you know what's do you do you know what's funny about that? What is that? He was dating Kirsten Dunst at the time. Oh, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can I have an upside down kiss with him? <laughs> Which is funny because in this movie, she kind of like yeah, she does that upside down kisses. She's like every single right now. Jesse Plemons is like I can't hang upside down. I'm not good enough for that. She's like hang upside down. Okay. But I mean, that's not why he was almost replaced by him. Do you know why? Like, did... yeah, I actually do, and it's the reason I know is because of his back problems. Right, right. Well, it's funny when he says, "Ow, my back." Right, 
but I there's there's more to it than that. Oh, there's too. more than just the back problem. Because he used the back problems to try to get more money. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. So Toby made he made four million dollars for the first one, mm-hmm. but producer Laura Ziskin made more than thirty million dollars, mm-hmm. and that rankled the little Tobster. Oh yeah, um, Tobster man. So Columbia Pictures. So he was he was basically a little truculent about it, right? Uh-huh. And Columbia Pictures didn't think McGuire showed enough gratitude mm-hmm. during the pre-production of Spider-Man 2. Okay. So that's how this whole thing got set in motion to the point where um, they told Toby that he had been reca- recast, mm-hmm. and they even made an offer to Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm. So like oh. it, it got pretty far. That uh, maybe this is a. Uh... Maybe they recast the uh, composer as well. That's what Danny Elfman was so angry about. Yeah, I think that's exactly what Danny Elfman was really angry about. That he was angry about how, how mean they're being to Toby here. Because that's actually like kind of insidious, I think, if you ask me. I, I'm i generally going to be more on the side of like the actor than some fucking producer who made whatever. Yeah, But like, imagine them. I mean, they, they told him he was recast and all they did was make an offer. Yeah, no kidding. So and like, that's kind of well eventually they worked it all out obviously okay yeah toby ended up getting seven and a half million dollars plus five percent of the box office gross for spider-man 2. okay now so it's, the, box, the box office gross is pretty big though but yeah i don't know see this is why i'd be a bad return. he made a lot of money i'd be annoyed though because i'm like i made four million dollars i want twice that and they're like we'll give you seven and a half <laughs> you sons of bitches it's like it's like they're just a step away from them giving him you know 7.9999 that's like fuck you anyway <laughs> anyway moving on well now as far as kirsten and toby's relationship is concerned mm-hmm. there's been nothing confirmed as to why they split but some suspect it was actually because of the disparity in their pay oh with kirsten okay. saying in a 2021 interview quote the pay disparity between me and Spider-Man was very extreme. I didn't between even think about it. <laughs> I like that you said Spider-Man, I know. <laughs> Toby's like, we broke up because she wouldn't stop calling me Spider-Man. <laughs> she wouldn't even call me Peter. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Spider-Man, can you grab me that? For... Stop it, please. I'm Toby. <laughs> Again, with the not being able to actually hang upside down. He's like, I can't actually do that. I have back problems. <laughs> um... How old is he in this? Well, we'll talk about this later. But how old? How, how old is Toby McGuire here? I think they were. What did we discover? I think he was like twenty-six in the first one, and Kirsten yeah. was nineteen. Yeah. This is two years later, so like twenty-eight, yeah. I guess. Maybe she was making fun of him for his back problems. All right, Grandpa, why don't <laughs> yeah. you go? Why don't you go take an Epsom salt bath? And he's like, I will. <laughs> well, she continues this quote. She's like, I didn't even think about it. I was just like, oh, yeah, Toby is playing Spider-Man, right? Mm-hmm. But you know who was on the cover of the second Spider-Man poster? Spider-Man and me. That's a good point. <laughs> I thought it was, too. So Toby, as stated a little bit ago, made $7.5 million and 5% of the gross for Spider-Man 2. Mm-hmm. Kirsten made $7 million with no percentage. Oh, okay. So yeah, um, I there's no record of what i couldn't find what she made on spider-man one but i'm guessing it was much less than toby and you know spider-man might bring them in but uh the audiences stay because of um all the 19 year old cleavage they got to see yeah mary jane being soaking wet 
more frequently than you'd think. <laughs> no one has water powers in this movie, and yet every time I look at her, she's in a small dress and she's wet. So yeah, yeah, whatever. I mean, I'm not complaining. Um, all right, and the and so for the last one, according to Stan Lee, Spider-Man wears a mask so his enemies wouldn't see his fear. Okay, okay. Which I think is a fun little tidbit, but I I, I really enjoyed that. That is actually fun, and it makes sense given he's a teenager. Like right. Like, I get that he's strong and everything, but it would be, I mean, you know, Doc Ock is kind of scary. You know what's scary? Man-Wolf is scary. <laughs> Just his name alone is so absurd that I would frighten me. Yeah, I love that we couldn't just call him a werewolf. He had to be man-wolf. He's man-wolf. I think that actually is who they um, recast to be, or recast, who they hired to be the new composer was uh, was man-elf. <laughs> not, not Dan-elf? Not Dan-elf. You know, I was, I was holding on to that fucking little joke for like, I don't know, half an hour here, but I, I'm glad I got it out. Well, I think it's time for the movie overview, oh. and uh, I think Calvin can get us there. All right. He has what it takes. I think he does. All right, so let's get into the movie here. Hey, is this a is this a PlayStation movie? Um, I think it's a Sony movie. Yeah, but it's you know PlayStation Three used the font from Spider Man Two. Oh, did it? I, you know, yeah. you're absolutely right. And uh, I either never knew that or forgot about it. So, <laughs> so congratulations. No, you're absolutely right. That is that's really funny. It's like, I, did, somebody, did somebody forget the day before the PlayStation 3 font was due? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, this one looks good. Yep. And it's ours. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, didn't cost them anything. But I, I, I don't know about you, but I felt like the opening was taking forever. Let's see if I can remember opening. Um, it's the webs, and then it's like pictures, and it does it's feel like, like pictures from the first movie for some reason. You know something? I didn't feel like it took that much time, and I kind of liked it. It was odd that they went with like pictures that somebody painted. But um, if you're gonna have a long ass credits, because it just seems like credits keep getting longer and longer, um, just in life. But uh, I kind of liked it. I don't know. It worked for me. I think if you're going to have a really long credits, I'd like to be going down an elevator shaft. <laughs> um, For sure. Just a plain <laughs> uh, dark elevator shaft and just, okay, this is never ending, I guess. But there you go, yeah. Jan. Who, who, I don't know. I did, I did find the art style to be a little strange because it wasn't even just comic books or anything. I just couldn't going. believe it was still going at one point. I'm like, is it, we're still doing this? Oh, didn't, didn't bother me. That's interesting. That's interesting. Um, so we start off and he's, he's at his, uh, pizza delivery job, right? Yeah, of course he is. And he's working for Mr. Aziz. And the only thing I could think of was Aziz light. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, uh, and it's Mary Jane is apparently acting as well. I, I, I don't, I, I'm surprised at how little of this movie I actually remember. Then again, I haven't seen it since it came out in the theaters in 2004, so I guess that's Well, fine. we see she's on a billboard. For she's a on a billboard, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then later we find out that she's, she's, so she's a Broadway m- actress. Because, you know, you really get... Every famous person I've ever known got huge by playing in the the wonderful... The importance of being earnest. So. Absolutely. On, 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 I guess, Broadway. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. 
why, do, why not just go with a fake play, you know? You know, I don't know. I guess maybe she wanted to do the fake, not very good English accent. So that was that was also fun. <laughs> um, anyway. So now he's like, okay, I got to get this all, like, 10 of these pizzas here on time. And, um, and he's obviously going to use a little bit of his superhero ability to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. And of course, naturally he's got to save a kid first. Mm-hmm. Right. And then he's going to, he's going to leave the pizzas like on the balcony and this guy's like, Oh, free pizza. Right. Yeah. Guy gets to the point of opening up the pizza and taking it like at that point, I actually don't want that pizza because some fucking rando is taking out a slice. How about the fact that there's now spider web on it? Yeah, no, it was secreted from some guy's wrist. <laughs> it's probably for the best that, that whoever that woman is didn't pay for them all. Also, <laughs> you know, I get that he's Spider-Man and everything. He can he can balance them, but like that cheese would have slid all over the place on those pizzas. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so, no kidding. I was thinking like, there's no way this pizza is any good. He's got them all. He's got them all bungee corded and everything. And yeah, there's one of them is completely crushed. Mm-hmm. I don't know if yeah. you saw that. I, yeah, like, I didn't, but I'm sure. So I kind of, I kind of, not that I think he should have gotten fired for that, but I kind of get it. Like, I also wouldn't have been thrilled. Although I really am actually continually disappointed that whenever I have pizza um, delivered, the person doesn't plop them down and say pizza time. That's, that's, <laughs> that I think is a prerequisite for delivering pizzas in my mind. Yeah. I, I was wondering, I'm like, do you think he would have made it on time if he hadn't been fucking around in the janitor's closet for so long <laughs> i feel like he uh for having having to rush across the city so fast and having to swing his webs and everything like that he spent an awful lot of time trying to get those brooms in order he should have just been like okay i'll let them fall and get them on my way back maybe yeah i was like <laughs> why you know, are we still doing this you know if only spider-man had delivered pizzas to the ninja turtles they might have gotten there on time yeah. oh my goodness mm-hmm that would have been a great thing of uh, synergy there. I'm kind of disappointed they didn't go with that Sam or me. Yeah, I mean, you don't even have to, have to show the turtles. He just puts it into a into, into a, a sewer. sewer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that would have been really funny. I'm sorry, but people would have enjoyed that. Yeah, I mean, it's two different. You know, Warner Brothers owns that or New Line or whatever. So whatever, I don't care. Like you don't even, like you said, you don't even need to show turtles. Just be like, oh. In the 27 and a half. Okay, I guess it goes right down. An eighth. It's an eighth. Yep. It's an eighth. Okay. So, 127 uh, and eighth. <laughs> so, um, number it was. Yeah. So, but point is that that would have been good. Now I'm kind of disappointed with the rest of the movie, but sure, let's keep going. All right. Yeah, I don't really want to either. Let's just end this. <laughs> well, I gave we... it a zero for not, <laughs> not doing exactly the one random thing I wanted. <laughs> well, now we're going to get to uh, the newsroom, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. J. Jonah Jameson. Um, and I just there's a, like a, a fun little line with mm-hmm. Jonah there where Elizabeth Banks, like, Your wife's on the line, she lost mm-hmm. her checkbook, and he's like, Thanks for, Thanks the, for good the good news. news. <laughs> yeah, I was also like, Well, I like the sitcom, the sitcom joke tossed in out of nowhere because it kind of it kind of works because he's you know, and actually, we get a running theme of the thing of him not wanting to pay money for anything, so um. It actually worked for me. I love, I love how, how these J. Jonah Jameson scenes haven't skipped a beat. You know, from the last movie, just I know, we I jump know. right in. It's still exactly what it used to be. So, <laughs> so it'd, be, um, it'd be an easy thing to not nail, but somehow it always works. 
I know. I know. Well, I mean, J.K. Simmons is just such a great. That must be it. Guy in this, he's a great actor for this role. Um, but Elizabeth Banks seems to like him now. Likes yeah, Toby McGuire now. Yeah, um, and she doesn't have much more than that. <laughs> yes, that's that's why she likes him now because it's the only way she got in the movie. It's just funny to me that they were like, we got to keep that same actress for this role <laughs> for all for nine seconds of screen yeah. time. Yeah. And her smiling at Peter, and then I guess she's gone forever. Maybe I don't really know. Yeah, I mean, she shows up a couple more times, but but what now? So now we're gonna, you know, he's asking, he's asked for more money, and they're not gonna give it to him. Blah blah woof woof. He goes back to college, and they're showing how just bubbling he is. And I'm like, what happened to his Spidey sense? He doesn't <laughs> see any of these bags coming before they hit him in the head. No, uh, he doesn't. It's uh, in fact perhaps a little over the top. How just horrible he is at everything it's like okay peter um even a normal human being this would be kind of pathetic but you apparently have superpowers <laughs> i guess maybe he's um okay my guess is he's either like purposefully coming across as bumbling so as to dis to dispel uh, suspicion but that doesn't make any sense because nobody suspects him of being spider-man at this point or maybe he purposefully ignores his spidey senses thinking in my regular day-to-day -day life i'll just be peter parker you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think that's it. Um, <laughs> You're like, nope. <laughs> Not buying it. But uh, then we meet Lizard, Dr. Mm -hmm. Connor. Yeah. And uh, and then shortly thereafter, we get to meet James Franco again. Yeah. And I, I don't know about you, I felt like he looked way older than he did in the first one. I thought he looked about the same, but then again, I didn't think about it very hard. But um, I kept feeling like Tobey Maguire looked older than i expected him to yeah which is, which is funny because the other one he's he's in high school and this one he's in college and you, you know people sometimes have little little growth things going on between those two but and the other one he looked old for a high school student and now he just looks like a middle-aged man right so <laughs> well he's got back problems right yeah, he's got back problems he's so like i don't know so, so i guess they're having it's his birthday right they're mm -hmm. all there for his birthday, and somehow james franco is like friends with harry is friends with peter still yeah <laughs> i actually didn't remember the end of the other movie all that great but i was like wait a second they're just hanging out at each other's houses still like i thought that there was more animosity than that yeah it was uh it was quite bizarre and then um then we get some classic rosemary aunt, aunt may acting what ben <laughs> i fell asleep on the table <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't like to be mean, but I didn't always love her performances in these movies because good lord, is it is it you know like yeah it well, matched James Franco in this. I mean James Franco was actually kind like you know, not again, oh, not, but, good. but yeah, the same. He's uh there are a couple of moments he's really got the uh the uh like stewing as a menacing rich guy acting going on. He does a lot of staring into his fireplaces while holding whiskeys um that he's just, ad, he's adequate at but everything else is it's like I, it's, he has the the uh the air of a person who's not really trying anymore i don't know if he was over this role or what but you know what to me he looks like is like the pretty idiot mm -hmm. he just looks like vacant space yeah no <laughs> i'd buy that about? i'd buy that and like i don't think he's supposed to be an idiot he's supposed to be Businessy like his father, right? Maybe. 
I don't know. Who gives a shit? Um, so <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm kind of open the role, even if he isn't. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, at some point, I'm just like, why doesn't he just fuck Mary Jane? <laughs> it's a good you question. Know, just give her the D, man. <laughs> you know, it, it, it seems like they're letting like they're doing that, just refusing to. Like, there's no reason for them not to to get together, you know. Like, there why really she... isn't? It's just ridiculous. And I get that she's engaged to this guy suddenly, but like, well, she's not engaged at this point, but she is seeing him while also caressing Peter's face. So, that's another thing. Is uh, in movies sometimes there are things like, like later. Remember, she's gonna get married like later in the week, and <laughs> she's like just one kiss, and it's like, does this happen? Do people <laughs> do people go off and just check check to make sure that they can? Like I don't know, maybe I'm maybe I'm. Weird. I, it didn't happen to me. I didn't go around being like, "Hold on, wait a second. Yeah, let me just let me just kiss a bunch of girls. And yeah. make sure that this is gonna work. Just gotta check. You know, yeah. every, everybody I can find. Which is which is totally fine with my soon to be spouse, right? She's yeah. doing the same thing. She's yeah. out there kissing a bunch sure. of men and women, probably. What are you gonna What um, are you gonna do? Like not check? You know. Right, you gotta check, you know. Um due diligence. Gotta do some genital kissing, you know. So um <laughs> anyway, we we now we're gonna meet Otto mm -hmm. Doc Ock for the first time here, and um he's awfully cocky. Yeah, he's actually kind of a dickhead the first time we see him. I know. I'm just like, okay. I don't have time for students. Like, wait a second, I thought you were nice. Like, I don't know, it came came out of nowhere for me, him being quite such an asshole. Yeah, and then he was also like, he's just very condescending, you know. Mm -hmm. And then he was, he was just like, "Of course it's gonna work, Peter. I did the math." Like, yeah. okay, genius, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see how that works out for you because it does work awfully well at the end of the day. And then he tells her, he tells Peter, like, "All right, you gotta learn poetry." And I'm like, "You don't have to do anything. She already likes you. <laughs> you yeah, don't have to woo her. What are we doing here?" We've seen how he does not have exactly the most money on earth. He's having trouble paying his rent, and um, he's going off and buying the Norton Critical editions of, of Yates and everything. Which, by the way, this is the second Yates. Movie in a row. I know. I, I wrote Yates again. <laughs> yeah. So we got to find a third Yates movie and keep the streak going. Not that, and it's got to be out of nowhere. Like you know, not like we're not going to go watch the Yates biography. There's well, the next movie is Ray, so maybe it'll be in there. I kind of doubt it. I kind of doubt it too, but at the same time, it wouldn't be the end. Like it wouldn't be the most incredible thing. But yeah, like there might be a quote in there. You never know. Yeah, exactly. You never do know. And uh, maybe just go spend time with her instead of memorizing poetry, Peter. Well, but the thing is, like she, it, it's yeah, she's already expressed to him that she likes him. Yeah, you know. So you don't need to do any of this. Mm -hmm. And like I kind of get her 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 perspective when it's like. You mean later on when she's like, I can make this decision for myself or yeah. Well, like I get I get the I like because he's doing all this stupid shit that he doesn't have to do, but then he doesn't do the one thing she asks him to. Right. Exactly. And I, and I understand perfectly why he did not make it to the play on time. I did not miss that part of the movie. It's just maybe figure it out. That's all. Figure it out. I yeah. If I'm Peter there, mm -hmm. I'm leaving early. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You, know? you, you gotta, you gotta, like, you gotta. You gotta everywhere I go, I'm, I, I apparently see crime. So, yeah. 
I guess I should account for that in my stroll to the to the theater. And you know, that's actually another point is how 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 cartoonishly crime ridden New York is in this movies. Apparently, he's yeah. just walking down the street and guys are like like a lap, like mugging really obviously, like via pulling, like having a tug of war with the with his backpack. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it was a backpack. So, um, like, geez, like this is like what Republicans thought that New York was like in the seventies. <laughs> exactly. Um. Anyway, so. <laughs> so he he buys by the way carnations that he he can only afford three i'm like how much are carnations you see know? <laughs> again save money on the poetry books and get one more carnation because it that did look quite pathetic let's just let's just <laughs> a couple of carnations i was like all right i mean <laughs> meanwhile i remember the, the tossed off line about how harry got her roses like oh yeah yeah okay um, okay harry like I'm well, sorry, but if I'm if I'm Peter at this point, I understand he's proud or whatever. But like, maybe Harry can help out a little bit. Maybe maybe just ask. Is all your your aunt is losing her house? You can't afford food, like, and your best friends with a super rich person. Also, yeah. apparently, your uh, your your crush who also has a crush on you, yeah, is like kind of a famous actress now, and she yeah. also happens to date only rich men, except yeah. has a thing for the poor guy the one poor guy it's 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 all a little strange <laughs> it's so, very weird just be like harry every time i walk in out of my apartment into the shared bathroom we apparently have in this place <laughs> my uh, my landlord harasses me for rent can i borrow like a hundred bucks <laughs> and you know i feel like harry would but anyway that's not the point i think feel like harry would just be like how about i just buy an apartment for you <laughs> <laughs> pretty much like uh, and i get it i get it but like also come on you know Anyway. Well, well, so let's uh, let's let's dive into this next scene a little bit because you know he's like this is what makes him late to the theater, right? As he mm -hmm. becomes Spider Man, he's gonna stop something. I don't even remember what it is anymore. I actually don't either. But I remember he's flying overhead, and then the people go, "Go, Spidey, go!" And I'm like, <laughs> "No, <laughs> that is a very unrealistic uh, response." Yeah, if I it was actually... a kid, okay, but it was an adult woman. I think it was a couple of adult women actually, like, and they weren't like, um, they weren't like groupie style either. It was they were just very right. childish about it. Like, yay! Well, it, the one that they specifically focused on, and I don't want to generalize here, but I'm pretty sure she was a black woman, mm -hmm. and I am like 99% positive that no black woman has ever or will ever say, "Go, Spidey, go." <laughs> it's just not, you know. I found I found this scene. I searched "Go Spidey Go," and that's the name <laughs> of the scene. So I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it. He's he's tooting along on his little moped, which right. apparently is his that he owns and not the uh, the pizza places. Naturally. Yep. And then it's it's like destroyed, and he's not upset about that particularly. And uh, what crime is this? So it's like again, kind of cartoonishly from the '70s, like uh, like an action movie, because the police are in like a high speed chase with like robbers, like they robbed a bank or something. Right. Right. And it's like really, there's like high speed chase in the middle of the. Well, there's no, never at... any traffic in New York City to worry about. Oh, absolutely not on his little sc scooter. <laughs> and you're absolutely right. She says, "Go, Spidey, go!" And it's like not very convincing. I don't know. Whatever. Moving go, on. Go, Spidey, go! Yeah. So, um, okay. Hey, and this now is he's... dope. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Raimi's never met a black person. I don't think that's okay. <laughs> this is how they talk. Uh, right? <laughs> that's how they talk and then don't so tell gets, me where it's like i don't know 
Yeah. Marvin Kirsten so Dunst bad. also says, I don't know. So yeah. James Franco <laughs> and Alfred Molina. Well, Alfred Molina is like, well, I know some Latinas. <laughs> um, uh, I like your James, your uh, not James Franco, your uh, Alfred Molina voice. Well, you know, <laughs> in my day. Willem Dafoe knew, though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he wasn't on the set that day. No. <laughs> Much to all of our dismay. And he takes off his mask at like uh, a really bizarre, like he's, oh, he's driving the car that the uh, robbers had, right? right? Which is also theft, by the way. <laughs> um, yeah, because they, the, the, what is it, the, the, um, the freaking val. I don't know if they were cops or security guards or what, but they're like, we're going to move this. And he's like, okay, we're going to tow it. And he's like, okay, that doesn't return the car to the person that was stolen from. though. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's just like riding around in a spider suit with a yeah. convertible. Yeah. And he's got his, I'm just like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Um, and then we get to the theater and it's Bruce Campbell working the door. Mm-hmm. Apparently, apparently, uh, Really good job over this is, is is being Bruce Campbell as long as Sam Raimi is still directing movies because he will have a role. Uh, yeah, apparently. Well, because well, he was the announcer, right? For the yeah, he was. I I assume he was inspired. This seems like a remember. step down. This does seem like a step down. He he does get lines though. At least he's not just he's not just eye candy. Well, he get he got he did the announcing. Remember, he was like mm-hmm. he asked him, "What are you, Spider Boy?" Oh, that's mm-hmm. not. That's not going to work, or whatever it was. Mm. The human spider. That's what the he said. The human spider. And um, yeah, do you, do you remember if he's in Spider Man 3? Because I know he's in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse Man. Um, and the Multiverse Man. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> um, I, I also don't care. Well, all I know is that it's madness. Um, no, I don't know if he's in it or not, but I'm sure we'll find out. I'm not that maybe that one will end up being below uh, Robot Jocks. Um, <laughs> People didn't like it when it came out. I'll tell you that. Well, so that now he's like, oh, I can't get in, blah, blah, blah. I'm webpotent. <laughs> you know, you'd think that with his superpowers, you could just sneak in somehow. Like, go up to the roof. I don't know. You know? I know. He steals He steals a car, but he's not okay with just, like, getting to what he wants. Yeah. yeah. The seat that he actually paid for that's yeah. also empty. It's not like they gave it to somebody else. Yeah. Like if I was him, I'd just be like, okay, there's there's one guard. Uh-huh. Okay. So I'm just gonna move <laughs> you out of the way, Bruce. Yeah, know? there's an there's an usher. Like there's not even armed people. But anyway, right. It doesn't matter. Uh and then the you know, what are they talking about? They're saying Sandy who was saying that he wanted to be out of print? Oh, it was the marketer because he has to go up the uh down the elevator, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And the marketer's like uh, you know, we don't want you to be just in print, right? Mm. We just do a couple things, and he's like, oh, a children's book. I'm like, that's print. <laughs> like, it's a children's book. That's yeah. That's how those work. <laughs> but I did enjoy when Toby McGuire is like, slow elevator. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. It's just like, I don't want to be here next yeah. to you anymore. I really don't. Take the stairs next time, Tobe. And then we see him talking on a payphone next. What a silly foreign concept that is. The payphone, we're at the point where they cost 50 cents, though. So, yeah. Um, you know, like, let me tell you, there was a uh, time when public payphones cost 35 cents. 
and it was that was a very annoying amount for them to cost because I feel like you have a quarter, you might have two quarters. What you don't have is a quarter and a dime. Like, right. Can I have a quarter or you, and a or dime? Or you have please? like three dimes, or you have a dime and a nickel. Yeah. You know, it's a complete it's a complete bullcrap <laughs> cost. I'm glad they got rid of that. Like I actually I actually approved of the price increase because it was easier to carry two quarters. <laughs> I mean, I so rarely used a, a payphone. Yeah, well, the real ones know that actually what you do is you uh, call whoever you need to call collect and have them call you back. By which, I, by which I mean say, you know, say your name at the tone and then you give them the number or whatever, or just where <laughs> you are and they come meet you. Well, now we're going to get to Otto's um, presentation, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And he makes that rubber band joke. Mm -hmm. Anybody have a lose a rubber band with a bunch of money in it. <laughs> we found the rubber band. Anyway, I really enjoyed that joke. You did? Because I, 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 did, I didn't. It fell very flat for me. <laughs> really? I was like, that's funny. I like it. You see, I feel like realistically that joke would have also fallen flat just with everybody. And I feel like well, it, it would have been in the movie. Well, you know, it just was out of nowhere. Like, it wasn't about science. It wasn't about anything. It was just, it's like, it's like Sam Raimi. breaking the ice. I guess, but it's like Sam Raimi yelled. Does anyone know a joke? Because I can't. I don't have. We don't. We in the script we wrote joke. Insert joke later. <laughs> sort of like your Q-tip joke. My Q-tip. Insert Q-tip joke that I never did. <laughs> so uh, okay, you know, I'm I'm fine with it. I guess it was a funny joke. Well, so here's my question: Why does he need the arms? Uh, I guess to manipulate the uh, the 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 sun. Whatever it is, um, you think he could just have a machine that does it though, and it wouldn't need to be connected to him via yeah. his spine. Well, maybe enclose the space, and then you don't need your. <laughs> I just—that's <laughs> actually a good point. You feel like if you're making a sun, a small sun, you in fact have it in glass or something, not just open. I, I, I just was like. I don't really understand why he needs this. And then on top of it, why it needs to be like connected to his spine. That's another good point. And then also you notice that this isn't a laboratory. It's like a fucking abandoned warehouse or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's like loft space and like a really, and they've got like a bunch of people building. up there. And I mean, like really they would just bring all of these people to witness the first time you're doing this experiment. <laughs> yep. We haven't ever done this before. Hope it works. Hope it didn't. <laughs> oh my. It really didn't. People it didn't died. at all. People died, and uh, apparently we created a very powerful magnet that I guess we didn't anticipate because we didn't tell everybody. Like, yeah, how did that jewelry. become a magnet? Does fusion just create a, a magnet? I guess so. And you think they might have realized that that was going to happen, and maybe you would turn anything metal in the room, like a lot of the room is metal. Um, they would turn it into dangerous projectiles. But again, maybe that's why you don't do that in the old cast iron warehouse is another yeah. Another good another Well, I guess they didn't see the, okay. the whole magnetism of the sun coming because oh. you know, here on Earth, metal just doesn't fly through the atmosphere <laughs> to the sun. <laughs> that would be a very inconvenient earth indeed. Yeah. Oh, I finally well, figured have any metal. I finished my metal work here. Oh god damn it, it flew into space again. <laughs> and also killed everybody who's like that way, this trajectory yeah. up toward the sun. Um like, yeah, oh, my uh, filling's leaving. That, um, oh, ew, you just made my like <laughs> my teeth kind of feel funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
feel like a weird taste in my mouth now. Um, yeah, it's very strange that they didn't anticipate this and have no safety like protocols in order here whatsoever. Like, I also am uh, just like you know, <laughs> Spider Man's like or Toby is like I'm gonna unplug it, mm -hmm. and then like you know what? Actually, I'll wait. I'll I'll <laughs> wait until it becomes unmanageable and then I'll do it. Yeah, then we'll unplug it. Just as like, I mean, if you're gonna be anonymous. Right. Mm -hmm. If you're gonna have the ability to be anonymous, then why not have it be the perfect timing? You know, mm -hmm. yeah. like if if Peter Parker goes and unplugs it, then he's gonna get reamed, right? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, that's sad. But if Spider-Man does it and then just goes away, like mm -hmm. they're like, hey, you know, <laughs> what, what no exactly consequences. Are they gonna do? Yeah. No. Yeah. So just unplug it. Get that anyway. Spider-Man. He unplugged my thing. But uh, is this also the scene? I'm going back a second here. Uh, James Franco claps very strangely in this scene, if I'm remembering correctly. I don't know if it was everything just James me. Franco does in this movie is very strange. He's I'm he's, ruined. All I have left is Spider Man, and also my millions of dollars, but mostly Spider Man. Like he, one, one, uh, one. Uh, what's the word? Um, one setback here. <laughs> he's just he's kind of he's kind of over dramatic about this. Yeah. Um, His name is James Franco, right? Not James Franco. <laughs> wow great callback <laughs> let's move on but uh yeah some some really great acting from he's James. he's really good yeah did he win a best actor oscar i know he was nominated that's like seems crazy to me watching this yeah for this um, movie yeah yeah for this so now we get the crazy hospital scene which mm -hmm. is really intense absolutely um that actually was, this is actually a very, like... It's pretty horrific. It is. Um, you, I don't know if this is, like, his background in horror directing or what, but uh, it's it's pretty well done. I will say the doctor's being so jokey was very strange to me. Um, making his jokes with his, uh, his weirdly shiny saw. Was it just here? Was that saw, saw really shiny? It was very shiny. <laughs> very shiny. And then, like in a minute, he has a, uh, a chainsaw that's equally shiny. And it's like, damn, medical equipment. Yeah, James Franco's like his looks clapping. like he's coming right as he starts clapping. Yeah, um, this is in fact the scene that I and I was like, I was watching it in real life, going, what? <laughs> I forgot about <laughs> this moment. I was like, okay. So I'm glad. I was actually one of those things where I was like, I'm not gonna think about this too hard, otherwise. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm going to continue thinking about why is he clapping like this. Um, you should have some potent look up some potent notables about James Franco here because uh, it almost makes me feel like he's being like especially weird in this movie. Well, he said what I saw was that he said that him and Toby were cool by the second one. Oh. So. Okay, that's nice. That's that's the potent notable I got, but. uh I'd love J.K. Simmons in this because now, mm -hmm. like, it cuts to him and he's like, "Otto Octavius gets extra limbs. What are the odds?" You know. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I thought that was really funny. No, uh, it's it's so funny because I even remember up through Spider-Man Three, no matter whether or not the scenes around it are working, J. J. Jonah Jameson scenes always work. Yeah, they really <laughs> do. It's fun, and it's like excellent work, everybody. Because like, if he didn't work, he would be a very annoying part of the movie. Yeah, and yet, no kidding, right? And, and yet, it's always a delight. I know. It's like I want more of them, actually. Yeah. Uh, Although uh, I think too much of them might have might have gone too far. So I think they have the right amount. 
they absolutely do. They, which is why, like for instance, the uh, him trying on the suit scene was probably too much, like just silly in a direction that nobody needed. But yeah. meanwhile, every time he shows up, it's a delight, and I like this 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 like beleaguered like assistant guy, whoever he is. And he and he, it's like a, it's such an obvious joke that the guy says the nickname, and then J. Jonah Jameson steals it with like his no, that's a bad idea. Let me resuggest it, and it, it, even that stupid joke works. It's dumb, but it works. So whatever. Because <laughs> you know why? Because it's it's like J. Jonah Jameson knows what he's doing there. He's not like actually pretending he came up with it. He's just like I'm going to take credit for it, and you're going to thank me. Okay, it's like thank you. Yeah. Oh, I know. I yeah. I just I think he's. I think he's excellent. But uh, now we're going to get Alfred Molina's sort of descent into madness, which they do mm -hmm. fairly quickly, actually. Yeah. They're like trying to show it quick. But I thought it was pretty good. I mean, it's it a tough thing to pull off, I think. It worked okay. And um, it did strike me as strange that it took him so long to realize his inhibitor chip was gone. Yeah, I like, know. I was like, he would have already known that. Yeah. But he was like being crazy for a while. And then he's like, my inhibitor chip. And it like it turns around, you know? Yeah. Well, whatever. Um, the called him. Am I just making up the fact that it's called the inhibitor chip? No, it was. He was like, okay. I have this little inhibitor chip right here. And I feel like you could have not had like AI in the things and just controlled it by a by a like levers, maybe. I mean, there's. I I like Doc Ock as a villain, like yeah. the way he looks. But the premise for him having these arms is just ridiculous. I mean, I'm just, I'm sorry. I just, I'm like, why do you have these? And now it's just, you just this like really, you know, vulnerable little thing is the only thing keeping you from like madness. Mm -hmm. That seems um, not like a good poor idea. design. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you remember the video game that we are, you know, Spider-Man one video game that um, we're coordinating the release with its sequel for the, of this. That's right. Um, I didn't even we didn't even say that. But yeah, Spider-Man Two. Yeah. Um, okay. I actually I actually might. I didn't play the Miles Morales one, but I did play the first one. I liked it, so I might I might pick this one up at some point or another. Although there's like 30 video games out right now that are all very good and all that all of which I want to play. That's not the point though. But the point is, <laughs> Doctor Octopus, like his origin story in that video game, worked a lot better for me. Not because there's anything wrong with this movie so much, but I don't know if you remember they're working on prosthetic limbs. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, so it's like purposefully you can control it with your mind because it's supposed to replace your arm or whatever. Right. So there's a good reason for it instead of him just his throwaway. These are so I can manipulate the sun. And it's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> what? And also, like, I like you how couldn't have built anything else. They literally like... nothing. Just, just strapped into the spine or nothing. That's it. <laughs> And like I love how throw away because those would be like kind of a an interesting achievement on their own, don't you think? Yeah, exactly. Like that's, that's a nice bit of technology by itself. That's military just, tech, you know. I mean, yeah, and he just mentions it offhand. Oh yeah, I invented these as well. And it's like, wait a second, there's a lot of things in this presentation of yours that I'm not really following along with, but that's okay. Well, so now we're gonna we're gonna head to the bank, like mm -hmm. you know, because they're gonna try to get a loan, yeah. and of course the banker's like, no. <laughs> you don't have any money. Why would I give you more money? <laughs> well, if that isn't just if that isn't the economics 101, you don't have any money. Why would I give you more money? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sitting here going, damn, he's got a point. But at the same time, I know it's messed up, right? It is I messed said, up. 
essentially it's that you know you have no income to, yeah. to really speak of so why would i give you money assuming you'd pay me back um which also is you know like oh, that's yeah. fun yeah no it absolutely is i i do like the little the little tossed away i know you opened an account a super saver account with us today i, I know and deposited thirty dollars or whatever so um but uh a lot of random little actors in this movie that i know mikhail right yeah, i was like exactly what? <laughs> and there's like a couple others too i can't even remember who now and it's just like wait a second since when are you in this movie i know why i didn't know you were in this movie i didn't know who you were when i saw it for the first time but here you are <laughs> and i love that you know peter runs away and then joel mm -hmm. it's like that boy of yours is a real hero <laughs> yeah but actually that would probably happen a good bit as a matter of fact because people would in fact notice that he was dis disappearing whenever things got hairy well because crime always happens around him always it is funny how that happens. You know, that would be a fun little subplot. Make a superhero movie. He becomes a superhero, but like he can't ever find any crime. You know? Exactly. Well, I mean, it makes sense to be listening to the police blotter, you know. It, it does. Okay. Well, did that, you know that to me is makes more other than rather than this like this crime always happens around me and I'm ready to take it down. Cause it, later on they like crime is up 75%. And I'm like, well, how the how is that fucking possible? Yeah. It, did they completely defund the police? Like yeah. department as soon as well, Spider-Man's taking care of it all. No need to have police anymore. Oh my god, Spider-Man's gone. That's like, <laughs> that's not good for us. I also really enjoy that. Like, so he's robbing this bank, mm. and what he's getting are bags of coins with a dollar sign on them. Bags of coins with dollar. It's like very rich uncle money bags kind of money. You know, yeah. like, who are they robbing? Scrooge McDuck? Yeah, I think they're robbing. I think they're robbing the McDuck Manor. The vaults, you know, the, the swimming pool one. Um, and I also like that he because like we pan away, it's a it's an effective scene visually, but it's a little strange that apparently Ock has walked into this bank with his tentacles just in full display and is now just being allowed to stand near the vault. Like I don't know, nobody nobody seemed to care. Well, here's the the other problem I have with him as a villain. Okay, so he has the tentacles and mm -hmm. they're strong. Right, mm -hmm. but like, what if somebody just shot him? Yeah, just like in the chest. He's not superhuman, you know. Like he, all he's got are tentacles. So like, just just kill him, and yeah, no and more Doc Ock. And it's not like he's enclosed in in you know tentacle material or anything right. like that. He's he's uh, he's got a very large target of himself in front of all the tentacles. So when even when he's like walking on all his tentacles, he's just dangling. So you, you can just shoot him. So yeah, that's a good, that's a good point you make. Uh, I in my memory, I feel like there were moments where he like blocks the bullets with the tentacle. And oh, me too. And that I'm thinking like so the tentacles can move faster than the speed of sound, basically. Evidently, and also I don't even. So whenever he does it, there should be a sonic boom, right? That'd be pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie, but <laughs> not the point. Um, also, these tentacles are really strong. Honestly, like I get it, but they're really strong. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh I think he's kind of an absurd villain. Um then we then we see Stan Lee's cameo where he saves a lady. Uh -huh. Um and then you got Aunt May hanging by an umbrella, which actually like made me it was like, oh my gosh. It's, this makes me nervous. It's a little weird seeing this very old woman, like this legitimately old woman hanging by an umbrella. And yeah. also, like in real life, like I don't think she would have been able to hang there for very long. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, it turns out she could just step down. You know, she'd be yeah, okay. that, was, that was the other thing. It was like, oh, she wasn't actually in danger way after the fact. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Whatever. I, cause I've known Pete, like 
at my age, I'm not sure how long I can hang on with just an umbrella from 40 feet up, from 40 stories up. I mean, not 40 feet. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know. I got nothing. Well, the so, you know, he's like, you, his tentacles are going through the, the bricks of these built, like these apparently either really crazy strong tentacles or really mm -hmm. poorly built buildings. Mm -hmm. And um, I love that this one woman's apartment is just <laughs> she's just got like two giant bookcases full of encyclopedias mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah um you know it's with the tentacles not only are they strong like in being able to like pull off of the pull off the vault door like you say the individual tentacle fingers are strong enough apparently to just just penetrate brick which yeah is exactly, exactly. We, we were talking about that being how the hulk climbs as well but like at least the hulk's thing is that he's absurdly strong so it weirdly feels more realistic for the hulk yeah than it does for that's his whole thing so i don't know but and then there's like a lot of collateral damage that i was not entirely appreciating in this movie like these this woman's apartment getting torn up and then like later he rips the entire sides of buildings off by accident. I get he's trying to help, but still, <laughs> nonetheless. I know. I was thinking that too. I'm like, this is a lot of damage that's happening. It really is. And then, like, for instance, the Hulk, it is um, like, he doesn't really know what he's doing. He's the Hulk, right? He's crazy. Like, I don't know. Spider Man, it would be a little annoying. Be like, Spidey, you need to try harder to not rip the sides <laughs> off of my buildings. <laughs> Whatever. Um, so, and by the way, what is MJ's deal? She's like the Pete Davidson of comic books. <laughs> <laughs> is there a rich handsome guy i'll yep. be with him yep hold on who's the richest and handsome oh he's an like an astronaut it's such a it's such a like uh, let's see i need a senator an astronaut well who else can i date here <laughs> inventors scientists i don't know yeah. an heir to a you know yeah a fortune yeah Prince, Prince, I think is the next step up from astronauts and i don't and i don't mean a prince of a country i mean prince and of course, you know, Peter Parker is going to be the one photographing all this, oh, yeah. you know, and uh, I love that. Like th this was like a fun little bit where he's like not able to get a drink ever. Mm -hmm. And then he finally gets a glass and it's empty. Um, yeah, actually, a lot of this like Peter Parker being kind of bumbling stuff worked for me, surprisingly. And I can I'll explain why um, in the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies, which I don't dislike at all. In fact, I rather like all three of them. Yeah. That I, um. He seems too good at everything. And I don't just mean Spider-Man. I mean, Peter Parker is, like, such a genius and so, like, accomplished. I like Spider-Man being kind of a doof. You know what I mean? And I like, do. I get what you're saying, but I still... I, I st is it too this much This is here? too much. Yeah. This, I, too much? Okay. this part was funny, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but, like, the getting hit in the head with the bag stuff, I'm mm -hmm. just like, what? this is stupid. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. The, the, the drink thing was funny, and it kind of just also goes along with him. You know, he's not having the best luck. Like, right. I feel like but, it, you know, makes it goes with what's happening to him in the moment. But yeah, the other parts are just like, okay, randomly being at school and not being able to stand up correctly or something. Like, right. Exactly. Oh, I'm such an idiot. Like, all right, you're a little too bumbling here, Peter. But whatever. Yeah. Um, so. And then, and then he, he, you know, he has it out with Harry, mm -hmm. and after that whole thing, like we find out she got engaged. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, sure, MJ. 
Um, and I love, by the way, that the, the, the when he tries to shoot his webs and they're not working, it makes a noise. <laughs> <laughs> it's making the noise, but nothing's coming out. That's my problem too. Um, but uh, no, it's it's funny because it's like he needs to reload, or I don't know what. Maybe it's, maybe it's just clogged up. You know, did he try to stick anything in there? Well, if you don't use it, you lose it, right? Now, does is it actual little holes in his in his arteries or something in his wrist arteries or does it like secrete like via like the pores in his skin because like imagine if he's got like little holes in his wrists like you well, look actually at him, hold on i've got a whole thing about that no i don't oh, okay. it's ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> but imagine like you could even like poke something in his little in his web holes like you could put a little pen in there or something yeah like, that sounds great and scoop around and i'm like ooh, i'm in your skin anyway so can i can i tell you that i actually so you know how you don't like whales yeah i found out recently this is a this is a thing for people like i always thought it was just weird mm -hmm. i don't even remember what the name of it is now but i don't like holes oh yeah no i've heard about that yeah and then just talking about it is just it's making my skin crawl i'm like seeing like uh -huh. beehive style holes i gotta mm -hmm. stop i gotta stop okay <laughs> so um, uh, no i've heard of that too I, and i get it too i sometimes pictures will pop up and i'm like oh that is kind of weird fortunately it's not something that upsets me so so anyway the uh holes in spidey skin we'll move on from yeah thanks for saying it again um You're so <laughs> what by the way now we're gonna get mj talking about her dad and she's like saying that her dad said no man will ever want you and i'm like is that that's a weird one yeah I don't see any dad being like, no man's going to ever want you because mm. you're pretty. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a known impediment to getting dates with me. <laughs> being pretty. Okay. Um, and then we get a weird doctor mm -hmm. who's like sitting next to Peter and being way too comfortable talking about his life. Yeah. He's like really Pete. weird buddy come on what's going on and it's uh every time i go to the doctor they go uh i don't know and then they leave like they don't they don't sit down and have a rap session with me yeah every time i've seen a doctor especially in a situation where like it's not an appointment you know mm -hmm. oh yeah and not like a regularly scheduled appointment they're mm -hmm. they're just like yeah what's your, what's wrong with you yeah yeah okay okay yeah. bye and if you say i don't know what's wrong with me they'll go me neither and they, <laughs> they don't like delve into your history he's not a, he's not a psychiatrist as well but that's okay. I guess maybe he's got really good health insurance. Yeah, that's probably what he has. So then he's like, well, clearly I I shouldn't be Spider-Man. I'm done being Spider-Man. So I'm going to throw it out in the most conspicuous way possible. It is very cinematic, though, the way he throws it out in a, in a, you know, a garbage can in an alley. Yeah, and it's like pouring over the sides. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like no part of you, Peter, thought, maybe I should tuck it in a little. <laughs> Especially given this is not like his first day as Spider-Man. People know right. this this logo at this point. Uh, but then we get into the fun sitcom portion of the movie. Mm -hmm. Like, this everything is going great and the silly song. And I actually really liked it. I kind of liked it too. It's weird that it worked for me. And I like it especially knowing that that scene that everyone hates from Spider-Man 3 where he's like bully oh, smiling. Yeah. yeah. And like this is like the weird positive version of it. It's very strange, and yet it kind of works, and um, kind of makes me think, yeah, maybe you should be Spider-Man. You're actually you're like doing well in school now, you know? Like I was thinking the same thing. Like, like this is maybe better. Yeah. And like at the same, maybe 
Or maybe, you know, don't go out every night looking for crime. Yeah, that's another thing is work-life balance is what you need here, Peter. <laughs> because being Spider-Man is good, but um, you do need to not fail out of college. That's just an important part. Like, if you're going to go to college, don't fail out of it. I, I mean, here's the thing, okay? So I, I, you and I have both done school and we've both done work, right? Mm -hmm. um, usually what complicates that mm -hmm. is being in a relationship, mm -hmm. but he's refusing to do that. So yeah. I'm sorry. I don't see how you're so tied up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what else are you doing? Yeah. Peter? I mean, he just must be masturbating ferociously constantly. That's why he's out of web fluid, you know? <laughs> right, exactly. That's what comes out. Yeah. So, <laughs> his room is a mess. <laughs> There's tadpoles in his web. <laughs> um, They're swimming around. And, oh, Jesus. <laughs> are those going to spawn into like new Spider Man? This is very strange. <laughs> The, the biology of Spider-Man has now upset me, and I need to move on. Well, um, I just, how is the important, I, I already said this, but how is the importance of being Ernest such a huge hit? It's uh, it's a funny play. Have you ever seen it? No. I, but I, have, I haven't seen it as a play. I've read it as a book, and I've seen movie versions of it. It's it's quite, it's it's very cute. And like, okay. the, if you like the Oscar Wilde, like, uh, quip style of comedy, it's it's a lot of fun. I'm sure that I'm not saying it's a bad play yeah. or anything. My point is that's like being like, you know, we're doing a production of the glass menagerie, mm -hmm. right? Huge hit. And it's going to make people famous. <laughs> it's like, sold no, out. It's just night. a revival of an old show. Like, yeah. you know, no. yeah, you're right. Um, anyway, then, then we're going to see the guy, you know, he's like, oh, give me money for the Spider-Man suit. And then 50 bucks, I can get more on that. $100 and a bar of soap. Like, what a dick. Yeah. <laughs> see, there's another J. Jonas Jameson line. That, that worked for me, despite it being kind of dumb. I don't know. But see, I think that it's one the... actually didn't really work for me. I was like, mm, I don't think that he would have taken the 100 bucks at that point. Yeah. He might have been like, well, actually, you've insulted me, so fuck you. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I actually will sell it on ebay yeah so I don't know. and then and then you know here here's the thing that i don't really get so so now P peter is just peter he doesn't want to be spider-man anymore he's walking by there's the alley this kid's getting beat up right why does not being Spider-Man mean that you just don't do anything? <laughs> you don't call the police. You don't. Yeah. You don't. You don't shout, "Hey, what's going on in there?" Nothing. And <laughs> you just walk away. Now, here's—I was a little confused about the loss of his Spider-Man powers here. Right? He can't shoot his webbies anymore, and he can't climb anymore. And he's lost perfect vision again. Perfect vision again. But he did fall while trying to swing around like smash from the top of a building into a dumpster but he's fine but he's fine so presumably he's still at least somewhat more durable than an ordinary human being does he still have spider strength because that's still pretty good and like <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> maybe you can't swing around looking for crime but if you see somebody getting mugged you can probably you could do still do more. something yeah. yeah or you could do the, the basic amount that a human being would do which is call the police call the police yeah. instead of instead of just shaking your head and walking away can't do anything there there's like a lot of people around yeah you know? oh yeah it's the middle of the day it's... like you could just be like hey everybody this yeah. guy's being robbed <laughs> come on peter he's like i don't know what to do if i can't stop it completely I... 
will ignore it, I guess. I don't know how to do it if I'm not in my spidey suit. <laughs> like, yeah, he goes he goes to like take off his uh outerwear for his spider suit being under it. It's not there, and he goes, Oh darn. Oh well, no heroing today. So he's just walking around once again. We're just walking, and now there's a burning building. <laughs> Crime cannot, or not, you know, emergency. Emergency. This guy, you know. So, second Spider-Man movie in a row that somebody left their child in a burning building. Yeah. Um. They they not only just run out. No, oh, wait. We had a kid. I forgot. Um. And but like when they stand there, kind of helplessly. And I'm not saying that they should run in after the kid. It's just I feel like you could do more than just stand there. Yeah, and then we got like this little dark. The the firefighters come out and they're like, "You did a real great thing in there. Mm -hmm. Proud of you." In like some <laughs> terrible acting. Yeah. And then um, and then they're like, "Some poor soul was left behind." <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, okay. It would have been funny if uh, they were like, "There's a kid in that building," and then you know, Peter saves like the wrong kid or someone other than the kid. <laughs> And it turns out the kid that was was in there was actually in the comes out with a baby goat. Yeah, <laughs> don't worry, I saved your goat. I got the kid. And uh, I had, like I had forgotten. I had sort of forgotten the uh, the the exact instance where this happens in Spider Man One Two, because I was like, wait a second. Is, well, there's two burning buildings in Spider Man One. Well, I was just sitting there thinking because he because like the way they framed it was that the kid was crying inside a closet, and I'm like, is is Green Goblin in there pretending to be the kid? I'm confused what I'm watching here. <laughs> exactly. And then, and then it was just a kid. So, okay, whatever. Whatever you say, Spider-Man 2. Yeah, anyway. Um, and I, I like how now that, that Peter is like, Peter, mm -hmm. every woman is interested in him. <laughs> yeah, you know? well, I don't know. They're all it's like, like oh, not... look at that guy, huh? Hmm. You're not... He it's looks like, like Tobey not... Maguire. <laughs> he does look like Tobey Maguire, international superstar Tobey Maguire. He, uh, you know, it's like you're not looking for a date, and suddenly just everybody wants you. It's like when you get married, and suddenly everybody wants. But to he, he like you. literally wasn't looking for a date for the longest yeah. time. That's true. But now he is. Now he's like, I want to, I want to bang. I'm sick <laughs> of being a virgin. Um, <laughs> you know, th there's a chance he is a virgin here. Is what's funny. I, I mean. <laughs> Probably, right? As far uh, as we know, he didn't really go on dates in high school. And I mean, he's, he's like basically a priest. You know? Yeah. Congratulations, Toby. Toby's <laughs> like, no, that... I've, I've had sex as Toby. <laughs> Have you, though? Dog. Have you? I think he has kids. Um, no. And then, and then he's like kind of a dick. Like he's, I gotta be Spider Man, right? So he meets mm. up with MJ, and then he's like, "Sorry, I don't love you." And I'm just like, yeah. "What a dick!" Just... At this point, Mary Jane is kind of having her her feelings played with here a little bit. <laughs> a little, yeah. Oh, I I get that. I just was like, "What an asshole," you know? And you know, and then apparently Doc Ock's gonna throw a car. Yeah, through the, whole, the thing. So at this car. point, he thinks Peter Parker is not super person right not spider-man so naturally to get him to harry there he's gonna throw a fucking car at him yep a car threw a wall at him so not only is the car but like all of the wall that collapsed as well right 
Well, because, you know, most people can survive that. Oh, yeah, sure. Why not? As well as all the other people in the cafe or whatever. Yeah, who just were mysteriously missing after that. Well, you know, like, they have super speed when, when it comes to silly plot developments. <laughs> I flee bad parts of movies. So now they're, you know, he's going to fight him, right? He's mm-hmm. Spider-Man, he's fighting him, they're on the train. And then there's the scene where they show Spider-Man duck doing like, a, you know, he's like doing limbo under the bridge. Mm-hmm. But wasn't Doc Ock in front of him? How did <laughs> how did he miss it? You know, I don't know. I, I think I got a little mixed up during this scene, and now I'm wondering if this isn't why. I'm just like, okay, so yeah, he went under the bridge, but Doc Ock, who's kind of big and has a whole bunch of tentacles, I mean, I don't know. Plus, he was facing the wrong direction. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Let me get some, some really obvious CGI uh, mm-hmm. at the end of the railroad there, which yeah. was very, like, it looked like the mummy pyramid, you know, thing. <laughs> It's like, okay, was, this is not was, great. I was going to say it was very 2004, but, you know, in your head, it's very 1999. Yeah. And, like, there was actually some decent, you know, digital development in that time. But I also enjoyed, like, so he's stopping the train, right? We were discussing this earlier. He's ripping stuff off the off the buildings. But um, I enjoyed that they're, like, showing the metal bending mm-hmm. uh, to, to him, mm-hmm. right, to fit to him. But what we close up on... Oh, the suit ripped. <laughs> his suit ripped because of his muscle. Yeah. His bicep was so vigorous. <laughs> um, which I'm like, uh, how does the suit not get more ripped more often then? You know? Yeah, I was actually wondering exactly at this point. What I don't remember where we explained what this thing is made out of because. Well, he's making it, right? I mean, yeah. it's like. What could what material can he possibly get access to that's like really strong? So I'm guessing it's just like, you know, nylon. Yeah. Anyway, you know, um, what I would do is I would secrete spider fluid and then weave a, a a super silk out of my own spider fluid. That's actually a good idea. <laughs> yeah, it was, I, I started saying it kind of jokingly, but then I'm thinking actually this is not such a bad. Yeah, you just dye the you dye the silk and yeah, I mean, it's pretty good. And um, uh, I like the, the the depiction of his silk here, because um, like we're actually seeing Toby Maguire holding on to threads of of the prop silk here, I guess. And mm-hmm. it, I, I can't figure out what it's made out of, but I kind of like it. It's like it looks like fishing line. Yeah. Oh, it might have been actually. That's not a bad. It's like thick fishing line, mm-hmm. <sighs> and it's just woven together, wound together, wound. It. I don't know. That's what. <laughs> that's how it looked to me anyway. But the. You know, so he, he, the his mask is off, so now everybody knows who he is, and apparently that's not a big deal at all. Like, like the whole thing is that nobody knows who he is, but now yeah. it's just fine. We won't tell nobody, Spidey. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, just I wanted to mention the the dickhead uh, conductor or whatever he is on the train. He's like, any other oh, bright ideas? It's like, I know. like what the fuck what? is your problem, man? Yeah, really. Like, I'm not a mean person, I don't think, but I would have been a tiny bit annoyed. I'd have been like, all right, you do something then, old fuck. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out here trying and shit. Whatever. Yeah. You want to take my place? Yeah. Um, feel free. But <laughs> so, so Doc leaves him at Harry's and then, you know, he gets his tritium, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I love how for most of the movie, it's like, 
boom, boom, boom. When you like, you hear Doc coming. Mm-hmm. But once he gets his tritium, he just sneaks away. <laughs> Nobody knows he leaves. <laughs> He's very light footed suddenly. Yeah. Right? I just have no idea where he went. Do, um, do we do we ever get much of an explanation as to what tritium is? Because I know they just mentioned it's rare. There's it's like, like vibranium, you know. Oh, it's so just unobtainium. Yeah, it's unobtainium exactly. So okay, fine. <laughs> I'm not actually mad about it. Yeah, it's whatever. Um, but so now we get we get uh, <laughs> we get to see MJ again and uh, mm. dress. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently she decided to, you know, she should if she had if she had a spidey sense, she might know to, to wear something less flimsy every time she gets kidnapped. <laughs> right. No, no, uh, no. Sam Raimi would still be in charge and he'd be like, no, no, no. It's costume department. Can we Sam Raimi's like, oh, there's no bras in comic book movies. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there's no bras in New York and roughly now. Yeah, I, I did think it was interesting, though, that we didn't get as much cleavage as we did in the first movie, yeah. which I'm like, so she got older, and you're like, yeah, we don't need to see him as much. Yeah, less cleavage now. We'll just have, just, we're fine with nips. Yeah, we're just fine with, just poke them out. Just pokies. Ice! Need. We need ice on set. Poor <laughs> Kirsten Dunst. I think she did all right. No, so, <laughs> but, yeah, so now they're going to have their big fight, right? Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I still was just marveling at the fact that fusion becomes a gigantic crazy magnet. Um, because that's that's not what would happen. Also, like, did Doc Ock? I know he's crazy at this point, and the AI is affecting him. Did he like do any work? Because he's like, Oh, I'll get it this time, but the exact he, same he just did the exact same thing. It's just the same issue. And it's like it's like he just wanted to do it again. He he just thought like it was just where you flip a coin and it didn't come up right. We'll do it again and we'll see if it works. Like, he didn't actually work on anything. Whatever. He's really good with the scientific method. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. His cal- it's He did the calculations, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's all set. Oh, I guess I actually did screw that up. Too much poetry, not enough science. Come on, Doc Ock. So I, I have to say that Lyndon was very scared during this part. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and, of course, we have the redemption of Doc Ock. Mm-hmm. And Lyndon had a very cute reaction he goes how did he not become evil mm-hmm. and i was like that's cute mm-hmm. <laughs> you know i don't know <laughs> but nonetheless <laughs> <laughs> well he finally was able to not listen to the ai and i feel like couldn't you have done that at any point then yeah yeah no let's actually assume let's pretend that remember we see um he gets like electrocuted basically Oh yeah, that's let's true. pretend either that severed the connection somewhat, not entirely, but somewhat between his cerebral cortex and the fucking thing. That's all. I just I, I, those are not made up words, but I made them up in reference to what they mean here. <laughs> or like it actually shorted the AI somewhat, so he was able to power through. Power through. He's not going to die a, a monster. Okay, I'm down with that. I'm I'm okay. down with having that be the uh, okay the reason. Um, I was able to help. But I did enjoy that, uh, you know, he like stopped the wall from falling on her. Mm-hmm. And he goes, this, this is, is really heavy. <laughs> I like that, dude. It was a cute really spider Because <laughs> she's just like, so you do love me. And he's like, this is really heavy. <laughs> Can we have this conversation elsewhere? <laughs> and then he lowers her down with a web. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was fun. So he's like secreting the web. 
Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, just keep going lower. I'm like an elevator. <laughs> Can he suck it back up? You know, that's a good question, actually, because the thing is, is earlier the scene where it's, where it's fishing wire or whatever, it seems that it's not attached to him anymore once he secretes it, which makes right. sense, I guess, since since he shoots it out. But like, then he just has to hold on to it, I guess, is what ha- is what's happening. So I think he couldn't suck it back up. But like, at what point can he control? Where does it end? Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know. That's a, that's a question I don't have an answer to. Maybe we can ask Tom Holland. And if it's so know. sticky that it can just stick to sides of buildings and mm-hmm. pull them off, mm-hmm. how does she get off of it? Yeah, I was actually thinking that back during the train fight because he 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 creates webs for people to fall on so they don't fall like to their deaths. Right. And then they just sort of roll too. off. Did they like, roll what, off? I thought they were just sitting in there. I thought I saw somebody like, oh, I'm sort of getting off gently now, but maybe not. But like either way, you think that they would be stuck like flies in right, spiders. Exactly. <laughs> well, it's like they're they're him and Mary Jane are just sitting in the web. I'm like, well, that yeah. I feel like that would be disgusting. I guess I get him being somehow immune to it. I don't it I don't know, but just pretending. But like you'd think that she'd be stuck. Imagine how gross that would be. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Imagine that's what I mean. spider web all over you. Like, wow, Peter, can we get out of this actually? And yeah, now that I think of it, you have like little Spider-Man hairs all over your hands, and that's how you climb. Although I've never quite gotten how you climb, given that you're wearing gloves and the Spider-Man hairs <laughs> be poking through there. I'm not a Spider-Man physicist. I don't know. But like, imagine him touching you. With his Spider-Man hands. You said this in the Spider-Man one thing. Did I? I, I, I think he it shows that he can put it out and pull it in when he oh, needs he can to. retract? Yeah. Okay. Because his whole body also seems to be able to do this. And I'm thinking, like, when you kiss him, does he have little Spider-Man black, thick, coarse hairs coming out of his lips? Because oh, gross. <laughs> I made that as gross an image as I could conjure up there. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, thanks. You're welcome. Well, you know, I don't love spiders. I don't think you do either, but what I don't love most about spiders, it's the reason I don't like tarantulas more than I don't like any other kind of spider. Because they're hairy. I know. Is that they're hairy? It just makes oh. no sense. I don't like it at all. <laughs> That's the. Like, you're we, right. It, it doesn't make sense. Come on, nature. Why did you make them hairy? It doesn't. It'd be work. the worst thing would be like spiders with holes in them. Oh God! So, you just weirded me out. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't bother me generally, but that just weirded me out. Let's yeah. Let's move gross. on. All right. Let's, so so, yeah, so now. Now we're getting the never-ending ending here, um, yeah. and we're setting up James Franco as the next movie's villain, right? Mm-hmm. Which I'm mm-hmm. that was okay, but then it just like why wasn't that the end? No, now we're gonna have her leave him at the altar. So great, they both get to be assholes. I don't really, you couldn't yeah. have found any better time to do this. Like you just were with him. Yeah, it, it makes for a striking image for running through the extremely beautiful springtime New York. Um, I guess they probably scheduled the wedding for that reason. But it's kind of, you know, it, it makes any time that somebody leaves somebody else at the altar in movies, it's hard to find it romantic, right? I don't find it. Ro- it's just mean. It's just mean. Like there is, if you really don't want to. It's like really mean. So on so many levels, because like. Yeah. I assume J. Jonah Jameson has spent a lot of money on this. <laughs> Don't open the caviar. So, yeah, I know, exactly. Um, anyway, I, I was I did like that she was like, why do you get to decide for me? But I'm just like, I, you couldn't have figured out any time to say that before yeah. now? Yeah, exactly. Anyway, that's the end of the movie. <laughs> anyway, that's the end of the movie. <laughs> it's, it's over. Yep. Now we go on to the rank. So, Calvin... Take us Let's away. hear it. Yeah, take us away. 
Okay, so the rank is where we rank the movie based on 10 categories. Story, acting, originality, action sequences, chase slash fight scenes, film coherence, hero appeal, villain appeal slash hatred, supporting characters appeal, and the final showdown. We rank it on a scale 1 to 5, 1 being the worst, 5 being the best. First category is story, and I get to start, so I gave story a 3.5. Okay, okay. I thought it was a decent, yeah, it was a decent story. Um, it's essentially Doc Ock's origin story, mm -hmm. right? We get some Spidey turmoil, some weird triangles, love triangles with MJ, and some even stranger interactions with Franco. Um, <laughs> but the story still kept me interested. So mm -hmm. what, what do you got? I gave it a 3.85, um, which is kind of my go-to for between 3.75 and 4, right? Yeah. Um, because I think I like the story a little bit more than you in a sense, but not for any specifics. I think it worked really well for like the second outing of a superhero because we had, it's like very typical, maybe a little too, uh, what's the word I look for? Uh, stereotypical, I guess, <laughs> too cliche, but I think it works. And that's why that, you know, these movies are often like this where it's success as superhero. Cause first, the first movie has its own whole, whole, whole superhero arc. This arc is success as hero issues not hero anymore comes back triumphantly as hero it works so that's that's really it's it might be cliche you might say blah 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 it's an excellent example of doing that character arc correctly yeah i mean i will say this so one of my gripes with the first movie was that like there was no reason for green goblin to be going after spider-man mm -hmm. that was not the case in this one yeah, and then like every uh, interaction there made sense. Yeah, because um, we have we have a reason, I guess, for for Harry to be obsessed with wanting to get Spider Man, and um, I like that. I like that they went that direction instead of Doc Ock being obsessed with getting Spider Man for some reason, right? Because it wouldn't I, have made. I think any it sense. makes more sense. Yeah, yeah, it would have been like, why do you care about Spider Man? Because Doc Ock doesn't. He's like. All right, what I, I think he was mad that Spider-Man interfered maybe with the experiment, but like then he got over it because it's like who gives a shit, you know? Right, exactly. And it's got the same thing. with with Green Goblin. Like, yeah, we, that was there's was like basically like you're not going to interfere with me, and so now I hate you. And it's like okay, but that's not really a great motivation. In my yeah. Opinion. But anyway, the next category is acting. So what do you have for that? I gave that a four, and I uh, I'm interested to hear what you have to say because I think I like the acting a little bit better than you, and um. I think I think you might sway me because talking about some of the acting here, it wasn't always quite as strong as as, as it could have been. It's just that a lot of it worked more than it didn't for me. Um, so I, I'd kind of like to hear what you have to say. Well, I gave it a 3.25. Oh, that's not even so different. Mm, yeah. Uh, I think Tobey Maguire, Alfred Merlina, and J.K. Simmons were all very good. Mm -hmm. So I think that saves it from being lower. Everyone else was below average, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, I don't think I could see Kirsten Dunst cock her head to the side and say something whispery and understanding to Toby one more time. <laughs> also, Rosemary, like, you seem like a sweet lady, but you're not very good. And James Franco, you're a fucking weirdo in this. I'm sorry. Like, there's just there's no good acting other than Toby, Alfred, and JK. So... I, get, I basically agree with all that. I'm going to leave it because I thought that the, the people who mattered were effective. In the way that they should have been so 
All right. Well, then, so the next category is originality. Mm-hmm. And I go first for that one, and I gave it a two and a half. Okay. Okay. Um, honestly, I felt like, hey, there's a bunch of things from the first movie that worked. Let's do that again. <laughs> yeah. I think you can watch this and follow the story without having seen the first one. So that's good, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but no matter which one you watched first, you would probably say, isn't this the same story? Mm-hmm. Even Peter Parker has to learn to be Spider-Man mm-hmm. in this. Like, mm-hmm. It's literally, hey, learn to be Spider-Man. We're going to create a villain. And that's that's it. That's the whole story. And mm-hmm. oh, and MJ is going to have a weird love triangle again. Mm-hmm. So wh- what about you? Well, I actually give originality a two and a half. Um, Same with me. Yeah, it sounds yours is in in line with everything else you've said. This one might seem a little out of line with what I said, but I have a reason, which is that I gave story a good grade, but it because I thought the story was good and worked, but it isn't original. Right. I can see that. It's like like I even mentioned that you might consider it cliche. I I get that because it works. Yeah, it's there's a reason that this is like a common arc for these sorts of movies and um not at no point were you ever like oh this is a neat take on this it's just it's just an, a good example of what it, of of this type so that's all you know and i don't mean two and a half in a bad way i mean two and a half in a it's like perfectly average to slightly below average basically. yeah and, yeah and i don't think they were going for like we're going to set the world on fire with this story or this right. original this original the originality of our idea no it's spider-man Kind of, I'm kind of glad they didn't go too crazy. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with that. But uh, the next category is action sequences. So what do you have for that? Action sequences, I gave it a four. Um, I think I like the action sequences better than you as well again. Um, I guess we'll see. But uh, I thought that they were all pretty good. I thought that they went... They were exciting without being too, too long, aside from maybe the train one. That one does go on for a while. But then again, yeah. a lot of that is him trying to stop the train, which is kind of a fun way to end it if you ask me um i thought that the effects were were very <clears throat> effective because they combine they, it doesn't look too cartoony and it doesn't look too um too kinetic i liked there were a couple of times when you see spidey like like he has like he adjusts the way he's falling so as not to do something or to do something like there's one time when doc ock throws him and he kind of uses that momentum to get himself back to where he's supposed to be i like that kind of stuff it was i liked him being more reactive than proactive and i mm-hmm. thought that worked because he's like trying to help people not trying to like kill doc ock you know he's not like i'm coming after you dr octopus he's like no i just want to stop this stuff so i liked it and i thought it was pretty good so i also gave it a four i felt oh. Pretty much okay. the exact same way you did. And, um, you know, I mean, the one that you didn't mention was the hospital scene, which I thought was a pretty good little action sequence as well. It's basically horror, but, you know. Yeah. No, it yeah. Was it, effective, was, so. it, was de- it was definitely engaging. Um, so, yeah, let's go on to chase and fight scenes. So mm-hmm. I gave that a 4.25. Mm-hmm. I did really enjoy the fight the fight and chase scenes. Um, I actually thought the CGI fighting hadn't didn't age that great. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's kind of what keeps it from getting higher for me is just kind of it's there are times where I'm just like, OK, so I'm, I'm watching a computer game, you know? Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's a, it's a quibble. I mean, it's still still good. So what do you have? I also gave that a four for basically the same reasons. Not going to waste too much time on it. 
Um, I liked the way that I'll, I'll bring up that that train scene again because I actually quite liked it. Um, I love that it's kind of a it's kind of a fight and a chase and kind of actiony stuff as well. I kind of like the way that that was set up. And um, you watched it on like a normal size TV, right? Mm -hmm. I watched it in um, on kind of a small TV, like smaller than I would have liked, but it's where I was at the time. And I'm kind of wondering if the effects looked a little bit better because it was a small TV and I was sitting a little far. Is it the same TV that you watched Spider-Man on? Actually, it is. Yeah, because this is the exact same thing you said for Spider-Man. Okay. Funny. So, yeah, that and it's actually not. It's funny that I watched these two on that one because I don't usually watch it in there. I just happened to watch Spider-Man 1 and Spider-Man 2 in there. Most of the other ones I've either watched at the computer or in the living room. So um, Yeah, I watched it on a 60-inch. Yeah, so that probably looked a little a little worse than, than <laughs> not. But I got to tell you, when uh, it's a smallish TV and like you're sitting far away, it doesn't look bad at all. So, okay. Yeah, that's probably a good tactic. Um, <laughs> just, just farther away and smaller. <laughs> worse the movie, and it'll look better and better. All right, so... so if we watch robot jocks from you know a mile and a half away on a phone, <laughs> yeah. it'll look great. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> true. Um, well, the next category is film coherence. So, what do you have for that one? That one I gave a three point seven five. I uh, was gonna go a little bit higher because, like I said, with the story, everything worked exactly where it was supposed to. Everything fell pretty close to where it was supposed to. But there was also just some weird stuff that I. I think like you, a lot of it, we were watching a lot of scenes here and like, wait a second, this scene itself doesn't work and is weird. Yeah. Um, at, overall, everything worked fine, but like there were some moments where I just was end up going. I didn't really follow that, but that's okay. And then I usually moved on. So it didn't bother me. Well, that's the thing is I, I felt, so when I was, I was thinking that film coherence was going to end up getting a lower score for me, but mm -hmm. I, I kept thinking about it. Well, I was like, well, why do we have this? And then I was like, well, actually, that set up, you know, this. And I was like, well, what about yeah. oh, that kind of? So it, it actually did a good job of tying together in the mm -hmm. end. It yeah. still felt like we didn't need everything. Yeah. But, you know, it was coherent in the sense that everything did kind of come together. Okay. Um, which sometimes I feel like with film coherence, it's just like, here's a scene because we like to do, we'd like to do this. And then, nothing there's no payoff there's no reason yeah. for it um so i think that the one big thing for me that i didn't like but did i say what i gave it i gave it a four yeah i was gonna say you didn't but i figured it was um, right there. yeah i gave it a four and but the one thing i didn't like was the post final showdown nonsense mm -hmm. like I, th I thought that was all okay maybe not the wedding stuff like she couldn't have just given like she couldn't have just gone to Peter later that night and said, I want to be with you, mm. you know, the night of the showdown. Yeah. Um, the throwing the car through the window, which I already mentioned. And, mm. um, and I, I liked that Ramey had some fun with it, you know, like the mm. sitcom part and the hospital scene. So here's one other portion of it. And we're, I, I kind of brought this up earlier with doc Ock and how he's like, you know, like you could he's not impenetrable right mm -hmm. he's still just yeah. a human with pentacles on him um i would think that being punched by spider-man would knock you the fuck out yeah you would think so he's like repeatedly punching him in the face and he's just like man this is fine i can handle this now i would guess maybe um 
this connection with the tentacles is somehow suppressing his pain receptors or something or i thought maybe similar. that too that it can just kind of keep him going even though he... yeah but it would it would still potentially break your jaw or something you know break your jaw and knock you out i mean i yeah. would think it would knock you unconscious yeah um, so he just kind of head lolling around with the tentacles moving around right yeah yeah um but you know those are those are smaller things but that's why it's not a perfect score so yeah. okay um Anyway, the next one is Hero Appeal. Um, it's Spider-Man, right? Yeah, yeah. But um, I gave it a 4.35. Okay. I think he's kind of a little bitch in this one sometimes. <laughs> so um, he's still a cool hero in his cool moments, but I think he had more appeal in the first one, actually. Mm -hmm. And uh, this time I was just kind of like, you know, I don't know. I did enjoy that Lyndon would be like, he's Spider-Man is back. So you know, mm -hmm. that's, that's cool. Well, that what is, do you have? That's Oops, delightful. Sorry. Um, no, I just love it. Um, I give it a four. I uh liked him better in this one than in the first one, and I'm not even sure why. I just felt a little bit like they were more confident in presenting him, right? Whether the writing and the acting or what, but um, I'm not really a Spider Man guy, I think I mentioned that probably. Um, I liked uh, again, I want to re emphasize, I like the fact that he's presented as being not. All that great at stuff in this um i liked that's a, that's the same thing i mean when i mentioned him being more reactive because like his his reactions and his uh um what, what uh, uh whew, losing my mind over here oh you know when you when something happens and you go hi i reacted to that what is that called reflexes ah there you go i was like <laughs> i have no idea what <laughs> i've um, never had a reflex and gone ha ha that's how i reacted to that really so, uh this is a new be, new definition for me. That must be why I'm I'm a bit slow on the uptake. <laughs> people, people say things to me and I go, ha ha. <laughs> um, but no, I liked it because uh, like I feel like reflexes are a big part of Spider-Man's power set. And meanwhile, in some other Spider-Man movies, it feels like he's like way too he feels overpowered to me a lot of the time. And by which I mean I, Peter Parker feels overpowered to me too. Like, why is he in high school and he's the greatest genius on earth, it would seem? But that's okay. Um, whatever. Uh, I like that he was uh, in this. He was kind of kind of, uh, kind of, of a weenie. I like that. And yet still um, somewhat likable. Maybe they could have done it a little bit more likable than weenie. But I still feel the balance was okay. Well, what about villain appeal? What do you have for that? I gave that a three and a half because I thought it worked. But I didn't like him anywhere near as much as I remembered liking him. And... I feel like he gets a lot of credit for being like a really great villain in this and a lot of it didn't work like why is he such a dick immediately we get to know him basically not at all until he becomes before he becomes dr octopus like we meet him once and like he isn't very likable or fun he's just kind of me stupid and then he makes a dumb joke and also we get like three seconds of him with his wife like i get he loved her but like we get three seconds of her and then like he's met he's sad she's dead like once and then we move on from yeah that. Well, he's, he's gone crazy. Yeah, it must be it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> felt a little crazy too, but uh, what about you? Well, it's funny because I wrote here 4.75, but I'm already correcting it. I'm <laughs> moving it down to a four. I was very influenced by Lyndon being so terrified by him. So I was like, oh, wow, sure. he's got, you know, okay. Um, but being removed from that now, I don't think it... I thought he was good. You know, I think Alfred Molina is is charismatic enough that um, there was some appeal there. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, actually, I don't even. I don't know that I ever rooted. I guess I did root against him, but it, it was the benefit of having a kid with you because yeah, he was, and he was so interested in the fact that uh, in the redemption arc, mm-hmm. you know, so because it worked so well for him, it ended up working for me. So that's, I guess I'm just going to leave it at that. Perfectly fair. Um, so yeah, not, and then the next category is supporting characters appeal, which I will give you my take on that. I give it a 2.25. Yeah. And J. Jonah Jameson is the only reason it's not below two. Cause I, at first I gave it a, like a one and a half. And I was like, well, I really like Jonah. I'll give it a one, <laughs> 1.75. I'm like, that just doesn't feel all right. He's so good. But everybody else I could just give, I could not give less of a shit about. Um, yeah, fair, fair. Like Harry could fuck off along with Aunt Mary and MJ's fiance. MJ's only redeeming quality was that she caused turmoil for Peter. That's yeah. that's it. So okay. what do you have for sporting character feel? I liked him a little bit better than you. I gave it a 2.75, but not a lot a bit better. <laughs> yeah, most of them were not so good. Um, especially like, did we get? I don't know if we got more time with with Aunt Mary. What's her name? Aunt May. Aunt May. Or if it just felt like we got more time with her, but we felt like we got a lot of time with her in this one. And I think you pretty much nailed it on the head before when you mentioned uh, her acting not really quite being maybe what it could have been. And um, Harry didn't actually bother me anywhere near as much as you. He was weird, but I kind of just kind of wrote him off as just James Franco's a fucking weirdo, I guess. And, well, right. I mean, let's see. He's just James fucking Franco. Yeah. And I'm like, there's nothing. Like, I just am like, what? Uh, no, you're not wrong at all. <laughs> but uh, I kind of I liked the ending scene that we got with with Harry a lot. I, I I was always surprised that we didn't get more of him as the new Green Goblin or whatever in the next one because the next one's so much about Sandman. Yeah. But I kind of wonder if the movie didn't like decide not to do much with him. I don't know. I don't know anything of the back behind. Well, the they scenes. saw his acting and they were like, eh, <laughs> maybe we don't need more of James Franco. It's a little bit what it feels like it might have been. Um, and then, of course, he wasn't in the, the the one where all the characters came back at all. Well, neither was Kirsten Dunst, but that doesn't matter. Um, yeah. But like, if we're having villains back, like bringing back Willem Dafoe, but not him at all. Like, he's not even mentioned. But. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, J. Jonah Jameson was good. John Jonah Jameson was just nothing. He was just there. Yeah. And the other people in the office are a lot of fun, uh, by which I mean the Daily Bugle office. Yeah, yeah. Parker Posey and uh, I don't know what his name is, but the guy, uh, I don't know either of their names, but the white guy and the black guy, both fun. So they, Parker they, Posey? Yeah. It's not Parker Posey. It's, uh... I was like, where was Parker Posey in this? It's Elizabeth Banks. Sorry. Yeah. It's the hair, it's the hair that got me. <laughs> So anyway, as soon as I learned have, her is, name fits for the, for this uh, comic book, though, it really does. The alliteration is just something else. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, um, the next category is final showdown. What do you have for that? The final showdown um, was actually like is one of those one of those battles where I kind of like liked it a lot less than some of the previous battles. So it's like a little like this isn't really even so much of a battle. So I gave it a three. Um, it felt like we already got the best fights between him and Doc Ock, and also it was over kind of quickly when you think about it. It was, um, which I don't necessarily mind. 
You know? Not on mine either. And then like a lot of the rest of it became like Doc Ock's inner turmoil and drowning the sun, which I feel like was, that would have stupid. Yeah, it didn't really make any sense. And like, wouldn't it have boiled most of the river or at least that particular part of the river? I don't know. But um, yeah, so it just wasn't great, but it also wasn't so bad or anything like that. So great. I pretty much felt the same as you. I um, I liked that he got a redemption. Um, mm. And I thought it was interesting that it wasn't Spider-Man winning the fight as much as it was he, he won through emotional and intellectual appeal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, but still, I think, you know, kind of slightly above average, I guess. So I gave it a three and a half. Okay. So that's it. That's the whole rank. Let's see yeah. where it ended up. Uh, well, it ended up in what? what's 70 to, I think it's C tier, mm -hmm. right? Let's see. S, A, B, C. Yeah, C tier. 70.95. Okay. So it is below the first Spider-Man. Actually, pretty significantly. That's like kind of surprising. Nine points. I feel like I liked this one a lot better, but um, I didn't. So yeah. that's probably why it's it ended up being lower. Although I think you gave it pretty similar scores. Yeah, that, that kind of happens where like this entire exercise has been interesting because I will have an like an indescript feeling about a about a movie, but then once you try to put like an actual grade or score on it, sometimes it just ends up feeling a little like. That doesn't necessarily reflect how I thought I felt, but intellectually, okay. it makes sense. Yeah, it's interesting because you did actually, you okay. gave Spider-Man a higher score than Spider-Man 2. Okay, I wouldn't have guessed that, but there we not are. Not by a lot, but yeah, you still did. I, I, yeah, I, I was sort of underwhelmed by this, to be honest. <laughs> I, I went into it thinking it was going to be like really good and maybe, and you know, that's always troublesome, right? Yeah, yeah. But you had made it sound like it was... Spider-Man 2 is like considered to be the best of the Spider-Man trilogy. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, oh, I, I didn't really know that, but okay, you know, maybe it is. Um, and I was kind of like, eh. Yeah. Like great. I think a lot of my uh, memory of it is when it came out, uh, Roger Ebert's review of it was so glowing that like, I was like, wow, this movie must be really great. Because he was like, this is the superhero movie. Like, if you're going to see one superhero movie in your life. So... Which it surprises is just, me. Yeah, and it just goes to show you that you shouldn't necessarily base Trust, yeah just on one one review, you know. Right, unless it's ours. Yeah, um, yeah. this, <laughs> this is the last word you need. <laughs> uh, well, so that's the whole thing. Ended up kind of near the bottom of the C tier, um, sort of mixed into the middle here. It's, it's uh, the twentieth ranked movie, in between the accountant. So it's under the accountant and above Jason and the Argonauts. No, above Central Intelligence. Sorry. An interesting bunch of movies that we have here, but that's action <laughs> movies for you. Well, I want to thank everybody for listening. If you'd like to see an updated list of our rankings, you can see that on our website at therankwithjohnandzack.com. Engage with us, please. We'd love to hear from you. If you got a movie that you're interested in us uh, ranking, for the action movie series or for a year for the Oscar movie series, you know, let us know. Email us at the rank with John and Zach at protonmail.com. Or you can X at us or Instagram message us or thread us or 
send us a message on TikTok. I think you can do that. I don't know if, if you can or not, but we'll, we'll see it know. if you do, if you're able to. <laughs> um, if it's something that can be done, we'll notice. <laughs> and then, uh, of course, always the option to become a patron on Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash the rank podcast. And you can listen to these episodes early or, um, you know, you could even have a moment on the podcast with us if you'd like. So depending on what you, what level you purchase, but uh, either way, check us out next week when we're ranking the next movie in our best picture series, Ray, the 2004 best picture nominee starring Jamie Foxx and directed by Taylor Heckford. And uh, <laughs> you know, if, uh, if you're listening to this and you're just like, I, I just like the action movie episodes. Well, uh, you can get our next action movie episode in two weeks, which is romancing the stone, the Ooh. 1984 film starring Michael Douglas and Kathleen Turner. So I've never seen that. And Zach has never seen that. So it'll be an interesting ranking for that one. Goodbye. And Quaheri. Yeah, you ever notice that too? You you take a hit of crack, it only lasts like a little bit. I know. You get the, you get the flu, you have it forever. <laughs>